0: Welcome, everybody, to the H3 Podcast Experience. Ince, 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 ince. <laughs> no, wow. We are, well, jo- oh, first of all, before I forget, we are sponsored today by Policy Genius, Quip, Honey, and Stitch Fix. And today we are joined by the renaissance man, <laughs> prolific individual, Bobby Hall, a.k.a. Logic. What's good, y'all? Who is, a uh, one of our most requested guests of all time, With I would you? even say. Really? So yeah. People are pretty fired up and electric about this episode. So I thank you so much for coming and joining us today. It's a treasure to have
1: you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. I was telling my buddies in the car that I'm, like, nervous. I'm never <laughs> nervous for interviews because I'm always like, all right, whatever. But there's a, there's a, a few interviews that I love doing. Um, I'm not going to, like, promote a bunch of other people, but, like, Nardwar. You know Nardwar? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Like, I love Nardwar. Yeah. Uh, buddy of my Nick. Like, there's these different... Um, just sources that I go to that are super cool and fun and that I look forward to, but this is, like, an experience, right? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> I stoked. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very sweet of you to
0: say. <laughs> I'm nervous. I get nervous every episode. I was just saying. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have anxiety <laughs> problems. I get nervous every episode. I wish, you know, I always talk to comics and performers, and they're like, I was like, do you get nervous? Like, I was talking to Bill Burr, oh, and he did a show a, in, uh, what was it, uh, in in New York, mm. the Gardens or whatever. There's like thirty yeah, thousand people. Yeah, I was like, what Madison Square? Yeah, American Square. Oh, Garden. the yeah, Gardens. Just, yeah, the Gardens. <laughs> but I was like, do you get nervous? Because that's like a big show. And he's like, no, I, you know, I used to get nervous. I don't get nervous anymore. I get nervous every time. Really? And I'm
1: mm. just sitting in a room. It's just the three of us. No, I mean everybody does it different. When I played the Gardens, yeah. The gar- oh, you played the Gardens. I did. Congratulations. I, thank you very that's much. Excellent. Um, that was fun. <laughs> I wasn't really that nervous. I was more so excited. But that's the thing, it's like when you do something a thousand times in a row, yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of like I don't know how to explain it. It's just you get used to it. But it's not that you get it's not that you don't you don't care, you're not excited, it's just you're like, it's kind of like a job. But when you do stuff like this, because I'm like such a fan of you guys and I've been watching your videos forever, on, dude, since you we first me. met, you're no, killing me. you remember when we met, right? Yeah. yeah. At Justin Roiland's Justin. house, <laughs> and you guys were super cool and chill, and I was like, these two are like hilarious, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, can I cuss? Yeah, you yeah. can say whatever the F you want. Yeah, pussy juice! <laughs> Um, Anyway, (laughs) see (laughs) Jim. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, I met you guys there, and you were super cool. And then I was like, all right, I'll check these two out. And I've been like standing
0: ever since. That's super sweet. Well, funnily, the first time, the first time I ran uh, knew found out about you, we went and saw you with Mac DeMarco. He was like, hey, do you want to go see this? uh, You want to go see Logic with us?
2: Yeah.
0: And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. I didn't know who you were, but the show was. It was at the Greed. Yeah. Um, the show was, the audience was just, they're so electric, bro. Your fans are so passionate.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that I really... The show was amazing, too. And you played Mario
0: Kart on stage. Yeah, that was fun.
1: And then, what did I play after that? I played something else. Street Fighter on the next tour. Mm. I did Street Fighter. Um, no, I really pride myself in my fans because I feel, um, I don't know. I, I just don't necessarily know, like... I feel like maybe they feel about me kind of how I felt about Kid Cudi. Mm. Like here was this guy coming in, like talking about his feelings and emotions mm. and all this mm-hmm. shit in a set. That was like a time that was kind of like weird to do that. And he just was himself. Um, so I don't know. I'm, you know, I've always been like nerdy and I love sci-fi and books right. and movies and this, and I just integrate all that into the music. But the biggest thing above all was just always the, you know, peace, love and positivity and doing what you love. Mm. And for a long time in hip hop, when I, was doing my thing I was definitely scrutinized because of it Mm. you know it was like people would call Mm -hmm. me too nice or this has got to be fake or it's not real Mm. and then obviously you know just time time tells the story and it's just honest so being able to have thousands of people who are like-minded who enjoy a guy who can you know have fun rapping but talk about a positive message and just be himself is really cool but it is hard to be yourself I'll tell you that it's hard it's not
0: ironic that just being yourself is so difficult yeah, Cause it should be the most natural thing in the world, right? Hey, I'm just being myself.
1: Yeah.
2: It seems but like a it's... tough crowd especially like being part of hip hop.
1: Yeah, that. definitely. It's um it's wild. Uh, hip hop is to me it's just like the epitome of pop culture now. It's like just mm-hmm. it's the most uh I don't know, like loved and it's cr- it's crazy that I can like hear a country song and it's like driving down the street in my Ford truck, and then you hear like these like eight hundred eights and like, and I'm like, holy shit! Hip hop is like everywhere now. it's really wild. Yeah, but honestly, like true hip hop, like true lovers of hip hop, and true journalists, and true, like I've always received love from. I mean, fucking Wu Tang Clan was on my last album, you know. So I've always gotten the love and respect from like what hip hop really is, and hip hop is beautiful, and it's you know, it's definitely birthed by you know, incredible black people, um, but it's something that has been shared and uh, has allowed many doors to open for all cultures and races to come together. So to me, like, real hip-hop is built on love and uh, and diversity and, and, and differences and uh, accepting others, and regardless if you agree or not, um, but to be able to peacefully just speak your mind. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about, like, terms,
0: like, just because you bring up the idea that black people <clears throat> mm-hmm. brought about hip-hop and a lot of the musical movements 100 like yeah jazz rock and roll rock, yeah, all, yeah I mean really all of American music is kind of has origins in yeah in black culture definitely what do you think about the terms of that I hear a lot being thrown out like culture vulture and stuff like that
1: um, I think it's oh, a real thing. Yeah, oh, but yeah. It, but it depends. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people have said that about me, you, like just like on comments. That's why I don't read really comments. don't know how I'm you a, could say that about you. I don't understand that either. But that, it's it's almost <laughs> like what I've learned is is I don't understand hate because I'm not a hater. I'm a right. lover. It's right. that simple. Right. So it's like me just telling it like it is. Is you know I came from nothing. The the fans out there will know I came from Section Eight household welfare food stamps. You know cocaine being cooked on the mm-hmm. stove drug dealers, murderers in and out of my house and coming out of that and rising above it and actually talking about it and making it out and having some fun and you know making some kick-ass raps while doing it mm-hmm. you'd think people would just be like oh <clears throat> damn this is dope but uh, perception is a big thing how i look my race mm-hmm. my or my yeah. skin color all this other stuff people ju- it's just a big i mean drake said it best at the grammys you know there's a lot of people uh in positions of power who for them it's more so kind of like a it's like a political game, you know? Mm-hmm. If you look the part and you kind of act the part, then you can be more accepted as if you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. But that's the one thing that is odd is I've always been myself. And then people are like, oh, they, like they could say, you know, I'm corny because I like sci-fi or mm-hmm. I rap about it or this or that or blah, blah, blah. But I say, you could call me what you want, but at least I'm myself. And I've said this since the beginning of my career. I'd rather be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you...
0: You said you find it hard to, to be yourself. Do you find these external forces of everyone having expectations and judging you and kind of not allowing a lot of people not allowing you to be a part of whatever culture they belong to? Do you find that there, these external forces are sometimes making it difficult to be yourself? Do you ever find yourself being swayed by their
1: their opinions and their perceptions and you know what I'm saying? You, no, no, I completely you get got to check yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I've always ex- felt accepted by hip-hop, as I said. You know, <laughs> like, true OGs um, that built our culture love me, and I love them. And, like, I didn't have a dad growing up, and so I listened mm-hmm. to Nas and Tribe Called Quest and Big L and, you know, all these uh, amazing MCs and, like, learned a lot from them, you know? Um, so I've, I've always felt accepted by the culture that is a loving Mm hip-hop. Um, but it's more so, like, blogs, and, back in the day of blogs and shit. Excuse me. Um, and just kinda like, the (laughs) taste makers, or this or that, and I just felt like I had to push my way through to try- I don't- all I know is I stopped giving a shit after, like, my first album. (laughs) Yeah, cause I really wanted to be loved and accepted Mm -hmm. so bad. Mm -hmm. And I still do, you wanna be accepted, but what I- Totally. But what I've realized is, you have to truly, first and foremost, love and accept yourself. Right. It's yeah. the same reason I'm not on Instagram all the time and, and mm-hmm. social media anymore. And it really hurts me to say that because every day, all the time, since 2010, 9 or 10, whenever I created my account, I was on it all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. Like, my fr- one of my first fans ever, um, her name is Laris- Larissa. She's Native American. We call her Nanisha. That's her mm-hmm. her name. And, like... That's still my homie like I see her on every tour I go on like and and these were people that I've connected with I can't tell you how many times I go to concerts and I see somebody in the front row or five people in the front row That have been to ten shows already on that tour or a wow. tour from before there's this girl um, I, I forgot. I don't even know her name. I always forget her name, <clears throat> but I remember her because she's blue coat girl and she'll <laughs> always bring a a, a, a a sign that says blue coat girl from the first time I did the shelter in, uh, or no, it was in the shelter, but anyway, in Detroit, and it was freezing outside, and she wore this <laughs> blue coat, and then I saw her again in Florida, and mm-hmm. she was like, remember me, blue coat? <laughs> and it's just like, I know that I'm loved and accepted by the people that right. matter most. Right. And, th- yeah. and that's, that's it. Because the thing is, is, as artists and as creatives, um, you know, just like yourselves, <clears> you create the content for people who enjoy it, not the people who don't.
0: I know. so It's you, so hard, you, yeah, too. I agree. I, I, I have the same, uh, the same issuer, Hold on, Dan's giving me a note. What is this, Dan? Oh, <laughs> Autumn, your manager says, is her name. Is her
2: name? Autumn. Blue Coat Girl.
0: <laughs> oh, you got a note from your manager. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Apparently, that's what Dan says. Autumn, shout out, Autumn. Yeah. <laughs> You're the bomb. Um, Blue Coat Girl is more of a title of honor, though, to be yeah. honest. No, like, but it's you can't, not like... Come on, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> totally. Um, I have the same... I've been going through some similar issues where it's yeah. like... The people that don't even wish you well. The people that don't even care about like your work or your well being or anything are the ones that can be so overbearingly negative. Yeah. And most of the you know, most of the people that enjoy just consume it and move on. Yeah. They don't usually bother to share mm-hmm. their thoughts anywhere. And so it's so there's there's almost like a confirmation bias. Uh, Like what the feedback you receive because like on a YouTube video, you'll you'll read the comments and a lot of times the negative one will float to the top Mm. because a lot of people who have that similar negativity are looking for that comment yeah and they're they' there's maybe they're there's so much less of them but they're all looking for that one negative comment to be like
1: yeah but the mess up part is guy. is we also look for the negative I know because <laughs> you see a million yeah. positive comments like think about it I actually uh, I'm working on an album right now'm not gonna say what it anything about it but uh, I do talk about social media and the effects uh, the effects of it not only on me as a as a young man but um you know your average Uh, Social media user um, Mm -hmm. as well as other artists like it's crazy to me for example rest in peace like you know Mac Miller could pass away Mm -hmm. um, from you know drug use but it's deeper than just the drug use we have to understand that it's uh, it's it's coping you know what I mean Uh, with. The things that we're dealing with mm-hmm. and it's kind of messed up to say this as like you know you see it as like a one percent it's like oh people don't know what it's like for me and you know and then you have somebody's like oh we well, got millions of dollars and you're rich and you're loved and you're mm-hmm. this and you're that and it's like yeah sure but <laughs> just imagine knowing that right now millions of people are shitting on me right now
3: <laughs> yeah like yeah. there's
1: just somebody out there just shitting yeah. on me and you have to like cope and and, and understand that and that's why it, it is so sad because Uh, You know a lot of artists human beings people in general will turn to substance or this or this and it isn't just drugs It's alcoholism or it's even the drug that is social media destructive Mm -hmm. behavior. Yes social media because it's a Again and
0: part like when you're depressed and you have everything in the world you know that that people associate with like success and happiness Mm -hmm. when you have all those things and you still feel bad It makes it even worse. Yeah, right Mm -hmm. because people don't care as much They don't want to listen and you feel like what is wrong with me? Even yeah. more,
1: but it, but there's nothing wrong with you because happiness is internal and it's a personal journey So yeah. it's like you could have all the money in the world and money can 100% <laughs> buy you comfort mm-hmm. It's like yeah. oh, yeah, I can go on this vacation But if you're like depressed in the Sun, then what the fuck is it <laughs> worth it doesn't it doesn't really matter I forget
0: who described it like this But when you have money and comfort and everything in life that that you need All that's left is the mental aspect. Yeah, right because mm-hmm. you if, if you have problems in your life you can go grind a nine-to-five and you have goals like, oh, I just want to save enough for this new car or for this uh, new apartment or whatever. But when all those goals and all those motivating forces that kind of distract you or give you purpose are gone, mm-hmm. then really all that you're left with is the mental Yeah, but it's aspect. like, it's
1: then what? And that's something that I had to uh, look into, like, with myself. Like, I was, I was, like, really working myself <clears throat> to death you know it's why i'm right. happy that yeah. i i look healthy i feel healthy i'm eating right i'm working mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. um i wasn't doing that before and and it's i had to ask myself okay what's the end right it, when i first started it was oh man if i if people could just listen to my music then they mm-hmm. listen to the music right. oh man if i could just have Followers mm-hmm. and then you get followers. Oh my god. I got fans. Well if I could just release a project then you release the project mm. Oh, man If I could get a record deal then you get a record deal <laughs> like the biggest thing in the world for me was do you know the double XL freshman covers? Do you guys know about this? No. no. It is like the it is the epitome of You've you you've made it except you haven't made it yet by mm. putting you on double XL's Freshman cover mm. and so I was on there with Travis Scott and action Bronson all these incredible artists and I did that and I'm like oh my god, then it's like okay Get your record deal. Got your record deal. Then it's okay. Put out an album, and then you think, and then you put out the album, and you're like, wait, there's so much more still to be done. Then you put out a second album. Then it's okay. All right, I'm touring at like 200 cap. You know, 200 people are coming to see me. But then it's 500. Then it's Mm -hmm. Mm 2,000. Then it's 5,000. Then you do the Garden. Mm -hmm. So then you're sitting there. I'm sitting there at the Grammys. You know, nominated for song Mm -hmm. Song of the Year, which I didn't take home, but it doesn't matter. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, I'm here (laughs) at the Grammys. So it's like. You're at the Grammys, you've been recognized, you're selling out arenas, well now what? hmm And I was like pretty fucked up for a while. But in a, 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 see, the depression that I went through, I didn't know, I didn't realize I was depressed. Which is a weird thing, because <coughs> I was, I was counting all my blessings. I'm like, I'm surrounded by, by incredible people that are my family, my best mm-hmm. friends, I have fans all over the world. But then you look back in retrospect and it was like, yeah, but I felt so empty. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did I feel so empty? because I wasn't truly fulfilling myself. I was just making hip-hop album after hip-hop album, mind you, putting my heart and soul into every song, for sure, without, a, without question. But it was still, like, repetition, it was still the same thing. And that's why I've been, you know, playing the piano and, you know, singing over guitar and having fun and branching out and doing film as well, which is mm-hmm. very important, um, because I need other outlets that are, that's not just music. However, I'm not going to, like, turn my back on music. Music is not only my my bread and butter, but it's my my main source of of true uh, creative form of expression uh, and therapy. But I've just realized for me personally, you got to do other shit. But the biggest thing I had to do was live my life, right. yeah, and enjoy it. I
2: life. think also, you just have to learn to not be so focused on the goal. And, like, suffer all the way through. And understand that you gotta enjoy your every day, too, while you're working towards a goal.
1: That was the biggest thing I had to learn.
2: Because before, you're like, I'm just focused on these goals. Like, I gotta put out an album. Yeah. And once I get the album, everything will be amazing. Yeah. But when you get the album, it's like, shit is still the same. Or you don't even
0: think about it. You're just like, this is it. It's so distracting and it's so motivating. And you just work every day. It's what motivates you. And you never stop and think about, like... uh, what, anything that's wrong in your personal life, right, or your mental life, and and once that goal is achieved, then you no longer have that purpose, and you're yeah. just fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's insane. Um, I completely agree. I think that's, like, the biggest thing that I, I learned with, and I still learn, like, you know, I have a tattoo here that says, look around, and another mm-hmm. one that says, balance <laughs> yourself. And um, that is a, a, a huge deal, is actually enjoying <laughs> the journey. It's funny, I was telling my friends this. That back in the basement, in Lenny's basement, when I had no job, no money, no anything, you know, he let me live with him for a year, Big Lembo. And when that year was up, I signed my deal to Def Jam, told him Mm -hmm. to quit his job of 12 years, and we moved to L.A., and we've been going ever Mm -hmm. since. But I would always, in the moment, be like, damn, like, I don't want to be in this basement. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be this. And I was constantly looking forward to this other thing. That's why now in film... I'm loving every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much shit. Like, I'm work. I'm doing a a, a movie right now that I w- won't get too much into. It's a, it's another film about stand up comedy, which mm-hmm. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to. to uh, I've already written it. It's really exciting, and I'm funding it myself mm-hmm. for um, a nice amount of money. <laughs> uh, and but I, it's because I believe in it so much. And there's days when I wake up and I'm like, shit, I wish I was on set already. Or damn, I wish I was at the movie theater watching this with the world. Or at the premiere. But then I remember, dude, like you had those memories in the basement were like the best memories of your life. Mm -hmm. So stop focusing on the goal and, yo, enjoy the million producer meetings you have to meet with Mm -hmm. and directors Mm -hmm. and actors. Like,
0: soak it all up. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's tough. It's so hard to keep things in context, but it's so important. Otherwise, you just lose yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had like a mental breakdowns kind of recently. I'm better now. A little Mm -hmm. better. But that's normal, bro. You're better. It's normal, but do you know how hard
1: it is to do that shit? In front of dude, the uh, whole
0: world No, it was <laughs> yeah. no, it was it was it was a very personal experience though, but it's nice to be able to share it with people and for them to 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 listen yeah. so I started taking antidepressants and I started going to therapy for the first time. I go to therapy it's great yeah, it is it's so important, dude, like it gives new context to everything in my life, yeah and um makes you dig down God, I realized how awful my parents were mostly. <laughs> Shout out to my parents. <laughs> yeah, moms and but pups. speaking of uh, interesting parents, your upbringing—you had a, an absolutely incredible and I, I mean, just origin story. Like yeah. you have seen and done it all. I mean, the circumstances of your, of your growing up was was extremely harsh. No.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly, man. Um, You're from Maryland, right? From Maryland originally. Get rough place in Maryland. Bird. See, here's the crazy thing. So uh, the way Maryland is is it's like. Anywhere in the world, there's good places and there's bad places. And where I lived, you know, it's like, oh, suburban, beautiful area. But Mm. then you go a couple miles down and take the left and it's like, you don't want to walk down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I always always say even much more than just your neighborhood is also where you lived. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, in my house, in my apartment, like the gnarliest shit was going on. But even in the building, you know, there was people who like... Would rent various apartments, and in this in this apartment they were cooking crack, and this apartment they were uh, pimping out prostitutes, wow. In this apartment they were selling the, the the narcotics. And this and knowing that all this is happening and seeing it and being invited and like you're yeah. like eight years old and you're like,
3: crack, like you know what I mean. <laughs> it's
1: like it's it's pretty pretty gnarly, but I never, you know, even though I, I went through a lot of messed up stuff, even when I was young, I always knew it wasn't right. It wasn't like a, like, I, I've said that I've I've done dumb shit, I've shot guns, I've run around with knives, I've done all types of crazy shit, but nothing I can ever look in the mirror and, like, regret. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nothing like that. Um, but, it, yeah, it was really difficult. But I just never focused on it. I always focused on how to get out. And for mm-hmm. me, it was music. And I, and I always looked at... Um, I never looked at it like, oh, yeah, bitches and hoes and boats. Like, I'm just going to, like, be a rapper. I always say persistence, determination, and realism. Realism. Persistence, determination, realism, and wanting success more than your next breath. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how you can get there. And some people say, oh, it's not realistic to be a rapper. But I never looked at it as that. I looked at it as a business. Mm -hmm. And if I could market and brand myself a certain way like Teddy Fresh, uh, (laughs) then, you know, people would want to buy into that brand, but the thing that I didn't want to create was a brand that was built on fallacy, so I was like, all right, well, you know what, I'm gonna be myself to the utmost degree, and it's either gonna work or it's not gonna work, um, and it's fucking... It's pretty doing... It's, it's doing working. Right. It's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bo- you,
0: both your parents, when you were growing up, yeah. were drug users? Is that yes. correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and alcoholics as well, yeah.
0: So t- wow. your dad, you've rekindled your relationship with him recently, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. He's a, he's a good dude, man. He I was... S- there was a, a point in his life when he wasn't the best guy. One of my earliest memories was probably about four years old, being left in southeast D.C. while... He went to go smoke crack with some chick that wasn't my mom. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I would have preferred if they smoked crack together. Yeah, come on. As (laughs) all good couples do. At least share the crack. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I was conceived out of wedlock three days after they met on my mom's best friend's floor, apparently. Wow. I'll leave it up to my dad to tell you that at a later. Yeah, he's like, son, I have something I want to share with you. Yeah, so they were never really together.
0: <laughs> but I, I saw your dad, in, I think it was like an MTV interview, and he seems like your biggest fan. It was oh, very sweet. He had the yeah. Rat Pack no. hat on. He had the <laughs> the uh, one of your album cover shirts.
1: He yeah. was all decked out. He's a good dude. And what I've realized uh, seems smart and thoughtful. Yeah, he. There was just a time when, because like my dad has stolen my identity and like created credit cards with them. He's wow, you know, yeah. Like when I was a child, when I was ten years old, he because uh, we have the same name. So my name is Sir Robert Bryson oh. Hall II, but his name is Robert Bryson Hall. Wow, mm. and so I guess that's one reason that yeah, but there <laughs> and name him after you. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a million and one things that he did negatively, but what I would like to talk about is, is the positive. Yes, and, yeah, and uh, there was a time in my in my life when, you know, he kind of did me so wrong. I stopped talking to him, and then he, like, showed up at this signing I had out of nowhere, Mm. which was really weird. And I basically told him I never wanted to see him again. Mm. And that the next time I would see him would be at his funeral, which is fucked up. But it was was honest, because of what he's done, and and I was like, I've given you a million chances. And he's like, I just won a million and one. And I was like, no. And so, years I didn't talk to him. And I thought about it, um, about a year ago. And I was like, you know what? it's not that I'm angry at my dad. It's that I don't want to be hurt. It's that I don't want to open up this door and this vulnerability to be hurt again. And I I really thought about it. And, um, I was like 60 year old me is much wiser and would probably still want to do everything that he can to have some sort of relationship with this man while he's still here. Mm -hmm. So even though I might not be wise enough to do it, I'm gonna do my best, but I'm gonna lay down ground rules. And I was like, "Don't ask me for shit." There was a time my dad asked me for eight hundred thousand dollars to buy him a studio. What? Like, it's a, That's it's a big nar- ass. Yeah, it's a big guy. Hey, son, uh, you got eight hundred thousand. You gotta
0: work here. You gotta. You gotta creep in a yeah. little more subtle. <laughs> more subtle. Like, yeah. Oh, you
1: know, hey, man. You know. Couple hundred yeah. for groceries. So, but there's things. <laughs> there's things I've. I've just learned. Like my dad is. He's my dad, and he's kind of like a really cool uncle. You know, who lets you do shit you shouldn't do or (laughs) talks to you about shit he doesn't do? Like, my dad steals my weed. Like, that's funny. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hilarious. But I I set ground rules. And I was like, don't ask me for shit. Um, You know, there's certain members of my family I just don't talk to because they asked me for a bunch of stuff or they wanted things from me. I'm like, I don't want to talk about them. If we're going to have a relationship, it's about me and you, period. And so I I laid that down. And and it's been been really good. He just got married. Mm. Oh with a Bluetooth in his ear. My dad wears a Bluetooth all the time. That's good. That's dad as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's so dad. That's the daddest shit I ever heard. <laughs> However, my mother... Um, <laughs> last time I talked to my mom was on my 21st birthday. And, uh, yeah. So that was like a while ago. And I... Called her because my sister called me crying and she was like mommy says that that you don't talk to her because of me And and I was like what that's fucked up That doesn't even make any sense and I called her and I basically said mom the reason I don't talk to you And I hadn't seen her since I was 18 I said the reason I don't talk to you is because it's your way or the highway My mother's the type of person who's like she's super religious and she's like don't take the Lord's name in vain God damn it motherfucker cocksucker (laughs) like that's my mother Right. So it's like a, it's a very like hypocritical, mm-hmm. and I, I I was raised my whole life this way, you know, to the point where, like, you know, I was raised Christian my whole life, mm-hmm. and then, oh, you know, her best friend of twenty years just convinced her to be Catholic, so now we're Catholic for like two months until they get in an argument, oh, okay. and then we go back to being so Not so much
0: sincerity.
1: Yeah, but it was she she judged. She judged people like super hardcore, and I'm not here to bash my mother, I'm just here to- to give, uh, I'm just explaining why I don't have a relationship with her. And she's just the type of person that, it, like I said, it's her way or the highway, from religion to life to this to that. Mm. But it's like, you know, I remember when I was 14, um, I was still a virgin, it was ninth grade, and I had condoms in my backpack, and I didn't really, like, me, I'm not the type of person who has sex with a bunch of women. That's just not me, like, that's gross. Like, I, I have to, um, I have to have some connection, you know, in a a relationship to somebody, even back then as a kid. Um, So, but anyway, I had these condoms and and she found them and she was like, are we going to talk about, you know, what I found in your backpack? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, condoms. And I was like, well, I'm not having sex. And she was like, well, you shouldn't have condoms. And I was like, but what if something happens? And she's like, well, you just don't have sex. And I'm just kind of like. That's not realistic, man. You know, like, wouldn't you prefer I be safe about it and smart about it? So it was with that, along with, you know, the alcoholism and, <clears throat> you know, she took me out of school to homeschool me for three years. And she didn't teach me anything because she drank mm. all, all night and slept all day. And I was wow. alone. And that's when I super got wow. into skateboarding. And, oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. And mm. it, the, but the fucked up part is, so my mother, unfortunately, you know, she she had dealt with, she'd been raped. Uh, sexually assaulted her entire life, molested as a child, and these are things that fuck with you. Now, you take that plus uh, drug use from LSD to, uh, you know, alcohol in general, then antidepressants, Mm -hmm. but mixing antidepressants with alcohol, like, on an it's the gnarliest shit. So it's like, you have a a tortured soul here, but also the gnarliest part is my mom's fucking racist. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I've
0: heard you tell, talking yeah. about anecdotes about how your mom is racist. Yeah, like and my that, mom... That I find just completely,
1: almost fascinating. I'm multiple so times a week, my mother called me a nigger. The craziest I mean, shit ever. So, you know, all of her children are from black men. But oh, see, wow. It's, but it's systemic. You know, oh. she told me a story about how when she was a, a teenager, 13, 14 years old, she brought a young black man, you know, she was dating a young black man, and her parents were like, no, like, you know, there's no way that you guys can be together and blah, blah, blah. And it's just really messed her up because she's she genuinely was attracted to, you know, strong, beautiful black men. Mm-hmm. And, um, but just society, it's just, it's just, it's... It's something that I've had people be like, oh, that doesn't even sound right, like, you're lying, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, okay, whatever. Imagine growing up, and it doesn't make any sense. Oh, I mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. yeah. It it's does insane.
0: make sense in a way. I mean, it fits the character you're describing, of all, the whole package of
1: yeah, right. it was, this
0: person. Yeah, it was yeah.
1: really gnarly. And the thing that hurt the most, I think, is when I, you know, 15, 16 years old, first start got first started getting into rap and hip-hop, using that as a form of, of, of expression, to mm-hmm. be like, life is hard, sometimes. <laughs> It's hard dealing with this shit, and she'd be like, "Motherfucker, don't you curse!" <laughs> and then I'm just like, "Oh my god, it's just it's just such your a, brain is just fucking yeah, it's gnarly, it, it's so it was so gnarly." Um But once again, I'm not here to bash this woman; I only paint the picture. I understand. Of what, what I, I mean, up. it's yeah. important. It's, we're, we're you know, it is. Very it is important. But um, so yeah, you had you have those two sides of of parenting.
0: Do you feel like? Parentless in a way I mean I know yeah. you're in touch With your father But it doesn't seem like Yeah the No kind he's of... not
1: my dad yeah. Sorry to it doesn't I sound Yeah like A dad figure It's not
0: the kind of relationship You would want In a perfect world With your father Definitely Yeah
1: um, it, it is hard Sometimes but... you
0: probably feel like You're taking care of him More than the other way around
1: Oh <laughs> Every time. Like Which isn't
0: really what you want to be feeling as a son. You no, want someone you, to, to nurture you.
1: Yeah, you want to be vulnerable. I have had mm-hmm. some really great people in my life, like uh, my godmother. Like I just call her my godmother. Right. But Mary right. Jo and, yeah. and Bernie um, back in Maryland, who I, I first met when I was 14. And um, it's funny because... Oh, Shreddy's crying. Shredder. <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> my godmother told me... I didn't know I told her this. She said, when you first came to me and we first met, you said, listen, my mom, like, my house situation is really terrible, it's really messed up, but please don't call social services, please. Mm. And she said that I said said that because I was like, and I know why, is because I don't know what the hell is out there. Yeah,
0: better, and I don't, better that, the devil you know.
1: Exactly. Yep. And I remember that, I, like, I mean, I remember windows being shattered by cinder blocks, like my mom throwing shit, like just the gnarliest shit, and me crying as a small kid, like, all gnar- the gnarliest. I've been kidnapped. I've been held hostage. What? Like the cr- the craziest <laughs> shit, dude. I've seen and dealt with, and um, I just always knew it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain. It. I just knew it wasn't right. I was like, hey, this is not <laughs> how you treat a child. This right. is not how you treat one another. And it's like seeing my mother being beaten and bloody and drunk. And uh, one of my earliest, earliest memories. It's about three, and um, my mom was having some kind of an argument, but I was asleep, and it was about 3 or 4 in the morning, and I woke up to the police raiding, knocking our door wow. down, and handcuffing her and dragging her down these, like, cobblestone stones from our townhouse in her blood oh, just wow. soaking the, the oh, sidewalk, God. which was so gnarly. Ugh. But I was like,
0: yeah, that's not right.
1: <laughs> I was like, What well, can you not do, right. though? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's 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 pretty Man. insane, but it's like, damn, this it seems like pretty dark right now. Like, no, I'm it's, okay. It's you know? fast.
0: I mean, yeah. Listen, we gotta go to a quick commercial, guys. We'll be right back with logic. I want to pick up right where we were because this is just absolutely uh, (laughs) riveting. So thank you to Bobby. We're going to go pee. You guys, we'll be right back. Peace. Insurance is one of those topics that everyone knows a little bit about, but do you understand it well enough to feel comfortable buying it? Whether you're an insurance expert or a newbie, Policy Genius has created a website that makes it easy for you to compare quotes, get advice, and get covered. Now, before I discovered Policy Genius, I was paying certain amount with a certain company and I came on this website and compared for auto insurance and I saved a $100 a month Hmm. for the same coverage the same exact everything with another company and that's the power of policy genius because there's so many different prices on insurance from home insurance to life insurance to audio insurance, auto insurance and whatever other insurance you can imagine policy genius has got you covered they get a check across the board for all the companies that offer it and make sure you're getting the right price that's why it's the easy way to get life insurance and anything else under the moon in minutes you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the coverage you need at the price that you can afford from there you just apply online and the advisors advisors at policy genius will handle all of the red tape they'll even renegotiate your rate with the insurance company no extra fees or commissioned sales agents just helpful advice and personalized service and policy genius doesn't even take make life insurance easy whether you're shopping for disability insurance or protect your income homeowners your auto insurance they can get you covered fast so no matter how much or how little you know about life insurance you can find the right policy in minutes at policygenius.com policy genius the way to compare and buy all insurances under the moon Quip, you know what time it is, put this in your mouth and brush because your breath is awful, your gums are receding, you don't brush your mouth long enough, this is what this toothbrush does, it addresses all those problems, and it's packed into a tiny little vibrating tube, it's everything you need to keep your mouth and your breath fresh, cavity free, kissable, and beautiful, this is on Oprah's, oh! Oh, a list, okay? Goop loves this toothbrush, and forget about those people. I don't even care about them. I endorse this. This is a toothbrush that I use. Now, let me tell you about this toothbrush. Softest bristles in the game. Easy. You turn it on, it vibrates. Boom. It pulsates when it tells you when it's time to switch sides, and it times you and tells you when you're done brushing to make sure you get that thorough, beautiful brush that you need every time to keep your mouth beautiful and kissable and fresh. Oral hygiene is the most important thing in the world, right, Hila? Yes. The last thing you want to do is kiss some nasty mouthed fucking loser. Don't let that be you, okay? That's right. Quip is the one place. And let me tell you the best part about Quip. It starts at just $25. You want to get a vibrating toothbrush on this level, is going to cost you at least $2,000 in, in uh, the market or wherever you buy that crap. So that's why I love Quip, guys. Give it a shot. It's $25 just to start. They're backed by 20,000 dental professionals. They're backed by me. Forget about the dentist, okay? Quip starts at just $25. Go to getquip.com slash h3 right now, and you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush, guys. That's your first refill, refill pack for free at com slash h3. Give it a shot. You're going to love it. Getquip.com slash h3. Honey, what do you say about honey? It's free money. It's really so simple. It's an app that you install in your browser. And when you are shopping online at all the major stores, Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, whatever, it's all covered. It's going to clip all the coupons like an old grandma that's got your back. And it's going to make sure that you're getting the best deals every time you shop. Honey saves me money every freaking time. There's no catch. It's a free uh, browser. You plug it in. Bob's your uncle. It's that easy. Okay? Um... I saved 30 bucks on Amazon the other day just shopping for baby stuff. I think we bought mm-hmm. like a, uh, we were buying so much baby stuff. stuff. But uh, to- total comes out because it, it it compares prices on Amazon because there's so many different ways to buy it. And it intelligently crunches the numbers and includes shipping and all this stuff. It shows you price history, make sure you're getting the best deal. Crunch the numbers on all this baby shit we bought. $30 it saved me for nothing. I'm telling you, Honey must have saved me a hundred of dollars since I started using it. And it's effortless, it's free, it takes two clicks to install. Guys, you be a fool not to dip your toes into Honey. I know that sounds messy, but trust me, it's great. There's 10 million people using Honey right frickin' now. And Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. But again, forget about them. I give a five-star review. Those 100,000 people could take a hike. Take it from me. Time Magazine calls it basically free money. Hey, they stole that from me, cocksuckers. Next time you're shopping on Amazon, (laughs) don't wonder whether you found the best deal. Just add Honey and get the best price automatically, okay? It's free. Guys, go to joinhoney.com slash H3. That's joinhoney.com slash H3, okay? The smart shopping assistant that helps you save time and money. Install it. It's a free app. Give it a shot for a week and tell me you don't save a bunch of money. I do not care about clothing. I do not care about shopping. I want to look good, and I don't want to put the effort in. Right? That's what most guys I feel like feel like. And girls. girls. A lot of girls feel that way. That's why uh, Stitch Fix is such an incredible service. You go online. You get an online personal stylist. Okay? You take a survey. You tell them what you like. You tell them what you don't like. You tell them your budget. And they go to work putting together the beautiful, perfect outfit to fit Your body, whether you're skinny little twink or a fat, 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 oversized mama (laughs) that's feet being fed to death by your significant other. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They got space. For everybody, okay? Just go to stitchfix.com slash h3. You tell them everything you like, how much you want to spend. Bob's your uncle. You'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items and send them to your door. You try them on. You pay only for what you love. You return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. You're basically trying on clothes in your living room. Mm -hmm. And then you send it back. It's easy as eating a piece of pie. Okay, and let me tell you, that's easy. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your effects whenever you want. Styling fees are 20 bucks, but guess what? It's applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So it's virtually free. Get started now at stitchfix.com h3, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com h3 to get started today. stitchfix.com h3. We are back with Logic and the beautiful and very pregnant Hila, who's a <laughs> spaceship with our baby Theodore on it. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> before we get back into it, I've got a video I want to get your reaction on. Okay. <laughs> um, let's just watch. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Is there audio? There should be. I can't tell if it's uh-huh. quiet or if there's no audio. Oh, no.
2: Oh, is it doing the same thing again? Wait, what
0: happened?
1: These things happen. Yeah. Okay, there it is. There's no Wait, idea. hold on, I
0: gotta start it over, because there's the suspense is important. But so, for those who are listening on audio, it's just a man recording the bathroom floor okay. in a bathroom stall.
1: Like Should we be hearing something?
0: I think there is sound. It's just a quiet, it's a quiet moment. Yo, Dan, is there sound? I feel like there's not sound, I think you're right.
1: Come on, Dan.
2: Check something else,
0: Dan, Zach, Ian. Anybody, for the <laughs> love of God, is the sound working?
1: Uh, I mean, we tested it right before we went, so let's see.
0: Yeah, there's no sound. Oh, oh no, no, there's no so- wait. Okay, maybe it's my fault. Here, come in and check. Let's check this out.
1: What the hell was that? I know,
0: and now it's not. <laughs> I know you blew it, bro.
1: For everybody listening, so, so uh, it blew it. it. Just kidding. Was your sound down on the computer? You muted it somewhere. Yeah, I muted, muted it, it, bro. I'm sorry, not you. But <laughs> well,
0: I came I, in and muted it.
1: Oh, when it got unplugged, you know what? Right before we went live, it says the, the boys. All right, mm. let's go.
0: So here we go. With sound, one more time. Here we go. I, oh, oh, there, there it we is. go. <laughs> yes.
1: yeah, <there> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay.
0: Well, we got a crackle here, so <laughs> where were we? Let's. Um.
2: Well, you can play it. Can play it. It's
0: not that bad. Yeah, it's all good. All right, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we were doing so good, and now it's just. No, this is metal. great. <laughs> it's real life, bro. So what the people want. <laughs> I can't do that crackle.
1: Why? <laughs> no, play it. Wait,
0: let's. Okay, you guys.
1: Right. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> bro, a
0: the dude was spying on him, taking a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, this exchange, <laughs> so this guy. I don't know if I'd be flattered
1: or. <laughs> yeah, there's this, there's <laughs> an element of you that <laughs> should <laughs> be flattered.
0: Um, I've always been someone, I have friends to get a lot of attention from gay men. And I've always been a little jealous of them. I'm not going to be completely honest with you guys. I'm like, no gay guy has ever tried to fuck me, and that's the real test of if you're attractive. Maybe or not. you just weren't in gay spots.
1: Mm. Dude, ugh,
0: I've been to so many gay spots. <laughs> I go hang out at gay bars just to be like, is anyone going to hit on me? <laughs> Come on, Jesus! No, it doesn't happen. But um, definitely some element of being flattered. But the guy must have seen him laying on the floor there, put on his camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I yeah, love no, how casual he is. He's like,
3: Bro, why on the floor?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's Bro, it's like, why hmm? are you on the floor? Why are you on the floor? Uh, hmm?
1: Sorry? What?
0: Imagine, like...
1: What would you do if that happened to you? Like, legit, what would you do? I would First of all, I, of would I wouldn't be film a lot it. I'd be more
0: spooked than that guy.
1: I don't know what... Well,
0: I don't know. I wouldn't have the presence of mind to film it, Look. I would just yeah, me totally neither. Freak. I'd be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'd be like, "Why are you doing this?" Excuse, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not but imagine it. why I don't know why that guy thought he wouldn't be able to see him.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know what I mean. Like, yeah. he's just laying there.
1: It's pretty gnarly.
0: Yeah, that guy's, oh and he's a God. he's in a suit and a tie, so he's got a somewhat pretty record. Oh wow, talk. I did that. Like, who
1: the that. hell would like be willing to just lay on the lay floor. on the floor like that? Because yeah. he
0: wanted to see this dude taking a shit so bad.
1: (laughs) Is there any, is there like a, is there any like backstory? Have we found out what's happened since? This is all it is. This is all you get. (laughs) Well, somebody's gotta be able to identify this. Maybe the people who are doing all those Taylor Swift uh, face motion. (laughs) You guys (laughs) know about that? Hell yeah, dude.
0: Have you been deep faked? No. Mm -hmm. Not
1: that I, I, not that I'm aware of.
0: Is that kind of a flattering thing? Um, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. ela has been deep faked. Really?
2: Uh, Did I know that?
0: There's a deep fake of you in right. very, uh, I, know that. Dis- I mean, it's like, like, <laughs> taking dick. I mean, oh, to be frank yeah. with you. And yeah. it's pretty gnarly. You, If you type Ela Klein. Don't. Oh, okay. Don't
1: say that. <laughs> that.
0: Well, I don't care. It's not hey, her. Hey, guys, check it's out this fake
1: version of uh, my wife getting it's, plowed. It's
0: not her. <laughs> I just find, I'm more, I'm fascinated. I'm just, that someone would spend their time doing that is incredible. Just watch the porn.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know? That is weird. <laughs> but not as weird as this. <laughs> Why it,
1: you you
0: it sounds like it wasn't the first time. But it's funny because yeah. he's like, oh, damn. Damn, <laughs> like, got me.
1: Like, he's annoyed. Then Run it back, back is just up. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's upset. He's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, who apologized? Is it the guy in the shit or the guy laying down? Sorry. <laughs> I think it was the guy on the shitter said sorry. Sorry, man. I'm gonna have to put an end to this. Why would you (laughs) apologize to your predator? Right. Sorry, man. It's insane. So what I can piece together is that this wasn't the first time. (laughs) I feel like this guy comes in after him every time and lays on the floor.
3: Oh, my God.
2: So I wonder
0: if in his mind he's like, he's into it. He goes in there, (laughs) takes a shit, and I lay on the floor. That's how we do it. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Where did did y'all find this video. Uh, Reddit. Reddit? I love Reddit. I creep on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I creep. What's your subreddit?
1: Where do you fuck around? Um, I love, um, Better Every Loop. Yeah, that's powerful. Oh. Yeah, I love that one. I love the Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm always on there. Oh, for
0: real? Yeah, I love that. Man, I tried getting in that game so... I actually didn't try that hard. I bought it, I played for 30 minutes, and it's just like all this snow No, you shit. gotta get and past I like, the snow. This! You gotta get through mm-hmm. the snow.
1: Don't trust me, dude. You get through the snow and then it gets really great. Really? But I still didn't beat it because I've been so damn busy. Right. But, I started playing Super Meat Boy again. Oh, I love mm. that game. I love Super it's Meat such Boy. Such a, you
0: know, that's like, in my opinion, the perfect video game. Simple, addictive, yeah. great controls, compelling, good, it's like,
1: Mwah! I really want to do a video game. I was talking to my art director, Juan, that I brought, um, about it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Mm. So, I have these ideas. it mm. It'd be sick. But, n- <clears throat> but not like this, like, hundred million dollar video game. Like, I'd yeah, want it to yeah. be like Super Mario Bros. on acid. The best <laughs> games are indie, dude. Come on. Yeah.
0: Let's let's be serious here. Totes. Have you played uh, Cuphead? Yes. It's yeah. So I fun. played on my Xbox. Yeah. I su- I can't beat it. It's, it's too so hard. hard. I think I got pretty deep. I was playing with Hila, but I think the skill the skill I, gap got too extreme. I
2: love the art, and I yeah. wanted to play the game because I love how it looks, but it's too hard. Like I can't. It is too hard. It's, it's
1: insane. But that's kind of what makes it great. Yeah, that's I right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's it's old not school. just like I mean, because dude, old
0: games used to. Punish you, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you could only beat old games if you were mental.
1: Yeah, you had to snap. You, you had, had to like, do it all the time.
0: You had to be like a Rain Man. Um, here, this this is the uh, sequel to the first video. Okay. Hey,
3: what you doing, my boy? I'm taking this shit, homie.
2: What you doing? <laughs> hey, my boy, I'm taking this
1: shit, dog. What you? <laughs> oh my God! Did you see he how close at he, at he got? Him, he comes at him. <laughs>
0: Wait, you gotta watch that again. Can you not autoplay YouTube? Christ, just sake.
1: hit back. Right? Yeah.
0: This is you, by the way. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that's pretty cool. It's a is link that, to. Is that our... happening that's, right that's, now? Yeah, this that's is you should <laughs> click it. <laughs> you want to see <laughs>
1: Inception? Yeah, you to snap. You, you have to like, do <laughs> it all the this time. Oh, it's, right rain, man. it's pretty. It's pretty late. Hear this, this that's is good. <laughs> sequel that's in case I like flip out and punch you in the face. No, there's no. Yeah, I don't think we'd
0: be able to correct anything. True. I wish there was some. But you can read the comments. Peep and creep. Can you ask about a post Malone collab? Posty. Uh, Juan, people know Juan apparently. All right, let's not get to Inception. Yeah, this. we can't get to Inception. <laughs> let's back it up. Um, Mexican crawls hey, under you Guy's stall.
3: Boy, take shit,
0: But like, how do he, you know he's you Mexican? <laughs> what if he's like Salvadorian? Or yeah, something? he could be. That's true. That's yeah. very true. This shit <laughs> but he comes yeah, at him, so there you go. That's my series. Come Abby, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty, pretty gnarly. So, tell me about the fact. And I love this you had mm-hmm. do not have social media on your phone. I don't, yeah. It's it's like I said, it's very bittersweet. Let me just mm-hmm. sip this. Water. Please hydrate. I'm gonna I mean, we tried it too.
2: for like a week where you but er- it's erased it. It's so hard to keep that.
0: I erased it and then I
1: had Ela checking it for me. Yeah, I feel like it may it must be even harder with you guys because. You know, it's such a core, like, direct to... Right. I mean, it's part um, of the job. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like for me, it really was a part of the job. I think for any um, up-and-coming artist it is, and I'm just not an up-and-coming artist anymore. Mm-hmm. And because of that, so many people are aware... You don't
0: need it really anymore.
1: Um, yeah, it's like I want it though. Like yeah. I want to be able mm-hmm. to because it used to be a safe haven. It used to be a place that I could go to and people could genuinely have like conversations. Mm-hmm. Now it's like if you drop a song, first of all, anything that's new, people like freak out about. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Like I remember Astro World came out and I love mm-hmm. that album, and there was all these people who was like it's not as good as Rodeo, and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. then and then it becomes this huge thing and everybody loves mm-hmm. it and I liked it out the gate, but it's like that's that's the world we live in now everybody feels like they write for rolling stone who has a twitter mm-hmm. account they feel they feel the need to say something and and i feel like people more so enjoy pointing out the things they don't like but it's mm-hmm. sickening because we as you know the artists and the creatives are, are drawn to the negativity for example mm-hmm. you know if if i did a post and it had a million likes on instagram or something but it had 30,000 or 50,000 comments, but out of those 50,000, maybe 5,000 were like truly negative comments. Mm -hmm. One, it's like, why am I so focused on this loud minority? (laughs) That's the gnarly part about it. Because, dude, there's a million people who liked it and didn't even have to say shit about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's the it's the feeling and the the wanting of acceptance. But that was a big, dark place for me. It's, mm-hmm. I got off it because it was making me depressed. Right. Every time I went on social media, it was yeah. a truly negative <laughs> experience of like, yeah. you suck, or you're whack, or you're this, or you're that, or just so many negative things. And it's like, damn. Mm, sucks
0: you in. You know? you know, I've heard it described, I think Jordan Peterson, I asked him, why do we... Or maybe it was my therapist, I don't remember. <laughs> but I said, why do? Why is it that we focus on these negative ones? And it was described to me as it's an evolutionary mm-hmm. thing where you want to identify the danger, mm-hmm. and you want to identify the weak points in your character, or where the danger or the criticism is, yeah. because that's the stuff that puts you at risk. So from an evolutionary standpoint, you want, you are those are the things you are trying to identify. That's insane, I've you never thought that about it. <laughs> right? About. So yeah. there's kind of an explanation for yeah. why we seek those out. Yeah. But it's but see that stuff doesn't serve us well anymore.
1: But so many mm-hmm. times, um, I'm not even kidding. Like ninety nine percent of the times that I either investigate it or have ha- like said something, because that's the ne- that's the part that also sucked. Is like I never did it really bad, but somebody could hate on me. They could say something like um, <laughs> like I had like a funny line about Fortnite. In mm-hmm. this, in this uh, last song, I did Keanu Reeves, and I'm like, I don't play no <laughs> games unless we talk in Fortnite. It's just like a funny. It's a not a big deal. And a year ago, uh, I had like um, kind of teased the song, and everybody was like, Oh, this is crazy. That Fortnite line, blah blah blah. And, and it actually didn't come out till a year later. Right. And then you have all these people like, Oh, I turned it off after the Fortnite line. <laughs> and it's like, it's like that is so idiot. First of all, we all know you didn't turn it off. You played yeah. it a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah. Okay, but it's like. <laughs> It's just, it's just so funny that, that, that people just want to like cling on to these, this, this like negative stuff. It's really odd to me.
0: Well, and also an important distinction for myself when thinking about this stuff is that these are people having a conversation about you, not with you. Yeah. You know how yes. you talk about people when they're not in the room? You say stuff that you don't yeah. necessarily mean. Of course. Right. You say stuff that you would never say to them. Mm-hmm. You say stuff that you would be so embarrassed and apologize. It's like The Bachelor. Right? I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Guilty pleasure here. Dude, I need but... to watch The Bachelor. I you watch would it? love it. Oh I, oh you would God. love it. I, it took me so- I am so into reality But do you watch bro,
2: 90 Day Fiance?
0: 90 Day Fiance? Bro, that's the trash That's shit the real shit. Really? That's <laughs> okay. I have to check they're it out. They're two hours long, bro. But,
1: oh my God. But my point is, it's like, I rip those girls apart. I'm like, in my bed, I'm like, this chick's fucking crazy. This chick, like, I don't know. Exactly. Like, if you say these things, but they're not re Like, I would never exactly. actually. it's But Can you that's imagine what the shows are for. To
2: to And she place? was in the but room. I would never do that. You but here's never. The thing. Exactly.
1: But here's the thing. I would never tweet something like that. Like, even take like exactly. logic out of it. I wouldn't- I'm not the type of person who would open my phone well, at that person and be yeah. like,
0: you're a psycho. I think those- first of all, that's because you're, you're sane and well-adjusted.
1: I mean, relatively. You know,
0: relatively. Yeah. I'll say the same for myself. But these are people that don't ever expect that you would actually read that.
1: Now, here's the gnarly shit. And this is why I don't respond. Because I've done it in the past, and somebody will say something like that Fortnite line, and they're like, mm. oh, it's so terrible, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was like- I wrote I wrote that line because I thought Fortnite was kind of fun and uh, it was a year ago you were playing Fortnite yeah there's and it's really... like and so I so I just said the line would you rather me rap about something that I don't like and that mm-hmm. isn't myself and they're like yeah that makes so much sense hey bro can I have some tickets to your show like exactly. like it turns into this thing always so it's it's very it's very like the the there's the one yeah. percent that will stick to their guns and be like fuck you you fucking yeah. asshole like yeah. yeah it's pretty rare but I've I've I have yet to ever have. <coughs> Like, anybody, like, in my face say some shit. Because it's... The thing is, everybody knows I can rap, and everybody knows their substance in my music, and I talk about shit from the heart. It just is what it Like, you can't... You could be like, oh, that... You know, that Keanu Reeves... Like, somebody tried to say it was uh, glorified mumble rap, and I'm like, this <laughs> is hilarious. Like, that we're just in this place yeah. where people... But they have their own opinions, and what I've learned is, is it's art. Like, back in the day, you know, you'd have kings and... Sorry, I keep feeling like I'm only talking to him, but it's... Oh, no, not at all. Right it's here. fine. No, yeah. but, uh, but there's, like, um... There's, you know, there there was kings in in the like Renaissance and all this that would commission these artists, and some of these artists would paint like, you know, men having sex or 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 women together or this or this. These things that these artists would be murdered over, Hmm. and it's kind of no different today as far as social media or and just in general, like your art is not yours anymore when you release it. It's just not. Mm -hmm. It's just not yours. And at the end of the day, you know, this loud minority could say things like oh, it's not the same, or it's not the this, or it's not the that, and it's like, well, then stop listening to my music. Stop yep. coming to my concerts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> stop giving me millions of dollars yeah. and buying my merchandise. Stop right. doing all mm-hmm. these things. But the thing is, is those aren't really the people who are They're not. No, they're not. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The another thing that I kind of accepted is that no matter
0: who you are or what you're doing, when it gets to a certain scale, there's just a statistical inevitability that there's only a certain amount of people that are going to hate you and not like what you're doing. Yeah. So if everybody loves you, First of all, that's impossible. It's just yeah, it's possible. Impossible, 100%. But when you get to a certain scale, there's going to be people that are contrarian. I mean, that's all it is. They They're just everything. contrarian.
1: One of the gnarliest things I think I ever saw on the internet was uh, a comment for Kendrick Lamar's Humble. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he says, uh, what does he say? Like, show me something real or something. Like, ass with some stretch marks. Without
0: the Photoshop. Yeah, yeah without the yeah.
1: Photoshop. Yeah. And so... I love that line, because it's basically it. saying, like, yeah. yo, like, yeah, yeah, real, natural women. Sure, some women look like goddesses, but, you know, there's other women who... Uh you know, just got it a little thick and they got some stretch marks or what it is. And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want the fake. I want the real. I don't want the facade. And so I saw some comment that was like, how dare you with your sexual fetishes of stretch marks uh, and you're objectifying <laughs> women. Hey. And I'm oh like, bro, God. so dumb. Dude, his, that's, yeah, you oh cannot say anything. Yeah, You can't,
0: you can't say anything. So say anything. I think honestly, being off social media is the right play mm. because it's just, it's, and I think I'm what, what you're tapping into. Yeah. It applies to normal people Almost as much Because Dude When Everything on social media Is so depressing Oh my god On Instagram Everybody looks I know This is like a A a well-trodden Comment But it's so true That Everybody, you see them at their best. You see them at their happiest. You see them with their best clothes, on vacation, in front of a mural with their friends. Just wait for my album. You know what I'm mm. saying? That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it sounds it's great. You know,
2: I it you I get so, I'd love to hear it. I start yeah. I find myself thinking a lot about it because we're gonna have a kid, and now kids have smartphones like yeah. from a really young age, and I Scary. wonder like I see how it affects us, and we're adults, <laughs> yeah, and we in. It really affects <laughs> us. I wonder what is it like for a kid it's now. It's changing their brain.
1: Then... Yeah, but that's the other thing. Is I was looking at other artists um, years ago, not not as of recently, but I was looking at, like, damn, like how come he gets more likes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How come he gets this? How come I'm, I, I, you know, I'm selling out shows way bigger than him mm-hmm. or her, or this or yeah. that, and then it becomes this like nasty yes, thing that right, ain't right where you're yeah and now I'm like man anybody who's winning I don't give a damn who you are I don't care the type of music like if you're talking about like bitches and hoes it's like hey man nobody's at the club like you know fucking listening to you know, Nas is Illmatic, like, mm-hmm. in the club. Like, we listen to Nas because we want to, you know, provoke our thoughts and, like, really digest that shit with, like, a, you know, bomb yeah. weed strain. But, like, when you're in the club, like, yeah, you want to listen to Post. You want to <laughs> listen to, you know, whoever's popping. Like, that's what you want, and there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. But also, there there's this, this, uh, this negative way of thinking because, you know, like, I'm excited. I'm working on this soundtrack now for my novel, mm-hmm. and it's all, like, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like a... It's definitely like some indie shit. It's like indie and singing, and it's really, it's really awesome. And it's a story of love about um, Shredder, <laughs> about Shredder, yeah. about, uh, about um, just the main character and how he falls in love with this woman and all this other stuff, whatever. And if we're talking about supermarket, supermarket, we should talk yeah, about that. My novel, yeah, which I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, uh, when I was young. I was like, yo, singing is whack. Like, if you sing it on your track, like, that shit is garbage, son. Like, Mm -hmm. this is me at, like, 17 years old, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I couldn't sing at all. And as I got older, like I said, I wanted to challenge myself, not just doing rap album after rap album. Like, I want to do different things, and I want to grow. And so I started, you know, singing and and, and doing different things, but the, the funny thing is, there is no fucking way that somebody, anybody, would be like, yo, singing is garbage. If they had a a voice like Adele, right? (laughs) But they're listening to like the most underground hip hop. Are they really gonna say? I'm not going to sing like an angel, because that shit's whack. <laughs> so lame. Yeah. yeah, but it's just these people that are so in their own box and their own thing. You know, it's the same shit. Like, when Drake came out, everybody was clowning him for singing. Mm-hmm. I was clowning I was like, what is this singing shit? And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's the best mm-hmm. I ever had. Like, you know, because yeah. I was just so underground and idiotic. Yeah. And, like, Drake inspires me to, you know, be a better artist. So it's pretty funny. But, yeah, the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Supermarket <laughs> yeah. is a novel that's coming out. I actually have the date here in March. Yeah, March something I forgot. Uh, it's like the end, end of, the of March, I think. <laughs> yeah.
2: March 26th. But so
0: you've you've written a 26th of March. Mm-hmm. This is why I call you a Renaissance man in the beginning because Thank you. you are an artist, you're a musician, but you've just you're about to release a book which is on pre-order. You can pre-order it on Amazon, supermarket, yeah. and you also are working on a movie you told me about. Yeah, talk two, about two that, movies, but you actually, are yeah. um, you are Everywhere man You are a hard working individual Thank you So tell me about the process Of making a book Because that is just A completely different medium From what you're used to working on Uh,
1: Well I was reading Like I I always hated reading Just because of um, The school system And just how they like they just, they just made it this totally unappealing experience. You're right. They were like, you have to do this, or you have to, whatever. Yeah. And I just wasn't with it, um, and I never enjoyed it. And so, when I was, like, 25 years old, that's the first time I really decided to, like, read, a, like, mm-hmm. a book. Hmm. And I don't know why, but I picked these Indiana Jones novels, <laughs> I guess because it's like, I've seen the movies, I can relate, I can see this <laughs> character in my head. Mm-hmm. So I read, like, eight of them, and then I'm reading, like, H.G. Wells' Time Machine, and um, all these other different novels, and I got into uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite books of all I love it, and he's become a good Friend and mentor of mine, he's mm. the bomb And I was like, you know what I'm gonna write a book mm. And my buddy Christian, who's in the other room Who's my day-to-day manager, fucking asshole <laughs> he, was like, he was like, you can't write A book, bro <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I can, he's like, you can't just write a book Because you've been reading books for a week <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes I can <laughs> uh, And then I did
0: Well that's the idea, most of us I'll read a book for a week and I'll be like, I'm going to write a fucking book. <laughs> yeah. But then I forget about it in a couple <laughs> of days. But maybe that's the difference between me and you. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: man. I was just driven. I was excited. And uh, honestly, him telling me that, like, actually kind of lit a fire under my ass, which right. was fun. But, um, no, I mean, I was going through a lot of shit, man. Like, a lot of shit. And, and the book, it's so weird. It's hard to kind of explain what it is. Like, I did my best with my editor, Stuart, uh, at Simon & Schuster to create, like, a, just a just a brief paragraph on kind of what the the book is about, but it's basically about this guy who deals with insane um, anxiety and depression and loss, and it's, I just, it's so weird, because it's like, how do you promote a book without giving it away? Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, very important. It's sci-fi. It's, like, sci-fi, but it's, it's, I mean, but it takes place in the most mundane place ever in a supermarket. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wrote half of it, I wrote the first half of it when I was at my, probably lowest point uh when it came to anxiety uh Mm. and so much of the book is like with the exception of you know hallucinations and gnarly shit like that um it is what i was experiencing and Mm. i just but i put it in this fictional uh place and then i stopped writing it for two years Mm. and uh the second half of the book actually takes place two years later Mm -hmm. And then he's in a much better place where I I found myself. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I like, you know, hit hit the end, it was like very emotional because I was like, I'm a totally different person, as Mm. is my character. And it's also about um, it's I mean, this isn't a big deal, but it's about a guy who's writing a book for the first time. Mm. So that allowed me to kind of get away with a lot of shit (laughs) and just say, you know, who gives a damn? And there are moments when I think like, man, you know, there's there's like the the highbrow you know, establishment of people that are gonna read this book and be like, oh but I didn't write it for them. Mm-hmm. I wrote it for myself. I wrote it to Vent and I wrote it for honestly I wrote it for not just young people but all people who don't give a shit about books. And I wrote it in a very just fun way where you can go through this this entire experience and this this story and enjoy it. It's like full of like sex and murder and, you know, drugs and <laughs> all this cool shit, you know, that it's like yeah, it's really it's really fun. I know you
0: said you were inspired by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a very Quentin Tarantino line. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, it's... (laughs) When he gets approached by, like, (laughs) really nasty... I saw him be interviewed by this, like, old Christian lady, and she's like... Do you really think that young people should be watching your vid- your movies? She was talking about Kill Bill. He's like, "Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. got murder, it's got sex." Yeah. He's like, "It's fun, Janet." <laughs>
1: that's Janet. So that's the one. one yeah. Dude, I haven't met yet. Oh, he's wait. such a legend. I know, JJ Abrams was telling me about him. I got to say JJ Abrams. Got to say the whole name. You can't just J. Be like, J. Yeah, my buddy JJ. Yeah, J. you got to let him know. JJ Abrams. Uh, no, but he, he 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 was like I was like, "Man, he's so like awesome. Is he that cool in person? He's like, yo, he's even better. He's like, wow. Totally. He's like, yeah, you'll meet him. I was like, what? He's like, you'll meet him. You'll meet him. And I was like, oh my God.
3: Dude, Quentin, <laughs>
0: Pulp Fiction was one of my first movies that I like fell in love
1: with. Yeah. Mine was Kill Bill. That's how I discovered hip hop. Did you know that? That's what? so strange. I, yeah. I mean, that's Really? Yeah. So the RZA because RZA made the soundtrack. Made the right? soundtrack, yeah. huh. and I didn't know who the hell RZA was, mm-hmm. but I knew Wu Tang <laughs> Clan. We all know Wu Tang Clan, you know. And then I found out that RZA was in Wu Tang Clan, and I discovered Wu Tang, and then through that I got all their individual albums, and I got only built for Cuban Links by uh, Raekwon the Chef, and Nas was on that, and that's how I r- truly discovered all mm. Nas's music. Mm. And then from there, it's I just it was a wrap. But yeah, it's all because of Tarantino, who I still haven't mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Tell me, mm-hmm. who
0: are your favorite uh, hip hop artists?
1: Uh currently or Just uh, currently in, and, and in previously um, the big ones that stand out to you. Man. Well, I love Kendrick, I love Drake, I love Cole. Mm-hmm. Those those mm-hmm. guys are just like yeah. just a plethora. They're I, the guy. Yeah, I love yeah. their shit. Um Travis is super fun. Um, but you know, I came up on Big Daddy Kane and Big L and as I've said before, Tribe Called Quest mm-hmm. and uh you know Biggie and but even dilated peoples and Jurassic 5 And like all the super Underground fun shit Um Yeah I mean There's There's so many Especially the roots Oh my god Black mm-hmm. Thought uh, mm-hmm. From the roots Is like To me just You perform with The them, greatest saw. Yeah. That must have been
0: strange That wild.
1: was Twice I did it twice The first time I was like Freaking out There's these <laughs> moments My buddy told me about that, that I don't have many more of And it's um Nervous Like true to form Oh my god I'm gonna throw up mm-hmm. And uh the last one, so it, it was when I did Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, my God, I'm performing <laughs> in front of nine million people with the roots. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mess this up. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And then... um what else? The Grammys was a huge one. Mm-hmm. Just being there. Dude, that show was wild. That was a wonderful. You had yeah. an
2: awesome one on Jimmy same. Kimmel, too, right? When yeah. everybody came Yeah,
1: on? oh yeah. We, I did uh, Black Spider Man. That was so fun. I was walking down the yeah. streets. Yeah. I my really buddy Damien, liked that one. who sang the, the part of Black Spider Man. By the way, was it me? Black yeah. Spider Man came to fruition. <laughs> kind of did, huh?
0: Dude, do you feel like you can kind of take
1: credit for that a well, little bit? Well, it's funny before everybody's in the comments, like Miles Morales is, blah, blah, blah. But no, I meant like, <laughs> when I was saying that, I meant like a Black Peter Parker, like, why can't Peter Parker Parker be black. Right. And then it, yeah, but so, into the Spider Verse so, came out as
0: fun. You got you got um halfway there. Halfway we didn't there. get a black Peter Parker.
1: Half black way there. <laughs> yeah, half the black uh, way there. The, we got biracial <laughs> there. Uh yeah, no, that was fun. And then
0: meeting Eminem. Bro. Right. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> bro. So first of all, <laughs> so you you recently performed with Eminem in Hawaii to a huge yeah. how many people were in the stadium. Audience? I don't know. It was a lot. It was a <laughs> stadium. It was lot. It was like thirty to fifty thousand people. Insane amounts. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Um first of all, tell me. Uh, what
1: does meeting
0: Eminem mean to you? I mean, was that something so you listened to a lot? I
1: haven't been, like, there's, yes, of course. <laughs> like, he's one, he's the first rap verse I ever memorized on Forgot About Dre. Mm. And, you know, I was so young. I remember my sister took uh, two sides of a tape. This is, I'm dating <laughs> myself right now. But, the, you know, these old uh, cassette tapes, and she had it on each side of it uh, that she had done for me. And, dude, I mean, it's Eminem, bro. You know what I mean? It's like the right GOAT. In, yeah. yeah, So the belt, really. I was excited that he, first and foremost, had invited me to to come do the show. I How did that, that invite really, come through? It's a long story. Hmm. It's a long story. It's like... we like, got time. Yeah, but I, I understand if you don't want to say it. I can't explain. <laughs> but it was very cool. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But I get this invite from him. That's amazing. Uh, yeah.
0: That's and recognition from really the highest place.
1: Insane. Right? So we're in Hawaii, and I'm there, and I'm just like really stoked. And I know I'm gonna meet them. <laughs> and I, but the whole time I was like, cool, like, whatever, like it's all good. like, yeah, this is cool. And even in the stadium, like, I wasn't really nervous about the fact that I'm in a stadium. I was just excited. It was my first time performing in Hawaii. I've always wanted to perform, mm-hmm. never had. So I was just excited. And then I didn't realize the magnitude of shit <laughs> until. You know his security guards tell my security guards to tell me that it's time, <laughs> and so it's like a seven minute trek through the stadium. Like I'm oh. I get in like a car and a, I go through all the the gnarliest shit, and we get we walk there, and I'm there with uh, uh, Paul Rosenberg, who's uh, over at Def Jam. He's the president of Def Jam, and he's mm. he's he's uh, his his manager. So I don't know if you remember those old uh, the, the the first songs he would do, and he would like Paul would call and be like, "You can't say this crazy ass shit," mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and that was him. So we're there. And he walks me backstage and who did I see first? I'm trying to remember. I think Alchemist came out. So Alchemist is an incredible producer. He's also a super ill spitter um, and he's Eminem's DJ. Mm. And he's just like, I mean, he's worked with everybody. He's been around everybody. Primo and and, uh, Dilla and I mean, just huge staple in hip hop for me Mm. and for many others. And so he was super cool as shit. Mm. And then I saw Royce the Five Nine and Royce. Me and him are homies. So seeing him made me a lot more comfortable, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. And then, um, and then Mr. Porter was there and he was super cool. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I, don't how, I never met this guy. And he was just like, so just cool and open and nice and then Eminem came out. And Eminem comes out in a fucking ho- hoodie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Ravkin and a napkin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> napkin, <man." laughs> Bapkin a napkin. A napkin. Just No, he's, uh, he's talking normally. Anyway, so he walks out. Super fucking cool, man. Just like so... He's like, hey, what's up? I'm nervous. And I'm like, hey, I'm fucking nervous. Like, I just let him know. I'm like, yo, you guys, if I'm being weird, this is a big deal for me. And I was like, look, I get it. And I wasn't trying to sound... like I didn't like... Say this because I didn't want to sound like an asshole, but it's like I know what it's like when people are nervous to meet me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and they're like shaking yeah, and like yeah. crying and shit. And but I, I get it. And I'm always cool about mm-hmm. it. But I didn't want to come off that way. But I also didn't want to come off disingenuous, Like, what's up? Yeah, yeah. how's it <laughs> hey, going? Man, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Marshall? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I was genuine. I was just like, <laughs> dude. If I seem a little weird or a little red in the face, it's because I- I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, I'll say I
0: saw you kind of gushing on, on, on Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, and I thought it was very yeah. sweet yeah. very sincere. Thanks.
1: I could yeah. tell
2: you were so excited. I was. <laughs> <such a laughs> meaning- I-, I think it's
0: good. It's such a meaningful experience, and you were very expressive about that. I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. it
1: had to be so mm-hmm. honest. But the cool thing, like, I've met a lot of people. And... They've all, uh, So many of them have been insanely cool, and they invite you in, and it's like, hey, what's up? And you guys just kind of talk for a while, and then, you know, if they want—because I'm not big on pictures.
3: Mm.
1: Um, I, I don't want to invade anybody's space. I don't want somebody to think I'm there for a picture. Mm. But it typically tends to benefit both parties if you guys take a picture and post it on Instagram because everybody mm. gets excited that you're together. Mm. Um, but they were like, we want a picture. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and so, you know, we took a picture, but the biggest thing was just talking hip-hop. Mm. we mm-hmm. talked about freestyles versus written's versus mm. like the era we're in and, and the time and the shit you could say and the shit you can't <laughs> say. And he's like, I just say, but, <laughs> like, you know, but it's just like all this stuff. It was, it was a really, um, special, special experience. And I, I, I won't really get into what we talked about because it's a, it's a memory for me. Yeah. You mm. know? Um, and it was, it was really, spe- but everybody, it wasn't just M man it was Mr. Porter and Royce and, uh, Paul and, and, and Alchemist. They were all just so kind. And it, it, I mean, we were chill for like twenty minutes. That's awesome. And like, I had to go to the stage right mm-hmm. after that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, a, it was an incredible experience. I'll always cherish. And he's a really good dude, man. And he just loves rap. Mm-hmm. Right. He just loves rap. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, it's incredible. Damn. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Pretty sick. I'm glad you had that experience. Me too. It was a... a... Well, actually, you were supposed to come on the podcast last week. That's why I couldn't do it. It was the same day. And you're like, hey, man, uh, Uh, just so you know, I'm not... I I heard from Dan, from your manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, Eminem invited him to do a show in
3: Hawaii.
0: And I was like, that motherfucker (laughs) to blow me
1: up for Eminem. Totally. No, I was like, oh, that's a legit reason. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But I wasn't even... Like, I met fucking Jay-Z and Beyonce, bro. Yeah. Mm. And they were super cool. Right. They were like they were like royalty. It was weird. They walked they in are like, like royalty. Yeah, oh this is like insane. Did they look? Did they have that aura of like of royalty? <laughs> yeah. They walked in like slow motion. Like you know those like 90s movies <laughs> yeah, when yeah, they like yeah. the white girl walks in and it's like <laughs> <laughs> boom boom boom. like, "Oh my god, it's Jenna." Right. <laughs> yeah, that was Jay-Z and Beyoncé. <laughs> That's wild. But Eminem it was it was like it was different. But I was also bombarded by Jay-Z and Beyoncé. I was in, in New York at this spot called um Legacy Records, which I love to go. Um, not to flex, but I was at Jerry Seinfeld's house. Ooh, that's a flex. That's, that's a flex. That's an that aggressive is a flex. do yeah. And his Don't wife <laughs> on
0: me like that. And his whatever. wife was like,
1: "You got to try this spot." And I was like, "I really you want to." you at get a Jerry snake. Seinfeld's house? Yeah. Back it up. <laughs> that's,
0: in In Manhattan, where does he live? Don't give me the address. Yeah, I'm just he's, curious, yeah, he's yeah he's yeah he's in public. the city. But
1: the wild part is he wasn't there. So I oh. met him in Vegas. Oh. I met him in Vegas, and he was so there was literally nobody there. He just walks in, and he's like, "Oh my god." Mm. How's it going? What are you talking about? (laughs) This is crazy! Wait, he knew you. Uh, Yeah, he knew me because of his wife. Well, they had Mm. saw my performance. His wife's a fan. Yeah, Jessica. She's super cool. Oh, wow. Uh, And so, but their daughter as well, Sasha, Mm. who's really sweet. And so, um, they saw me on the Grammys when I basically was like, all these countries aren't shitholes. And, um... Oh, Shreddy. Oh, Shreddy. (laughs) Um... And, yeah, they were super cool, and then they, he was supposed to be there, but he had a gig, and I was like, cool, I don't give a shit, I just want to hang out with you guys, you guys seem super cool. So I went to their house, and we all just hung out and, like, got food, and then, uh, she told me about this spot called Legacy Records, his wife. So we went to Legacy Records. That's a restaurant? Yeah, it's like a restaurant lounge bar. It's, like, really cool. It sounds super bougie, but it's, like, very chill. It's not weird. And so we go, uh, and I go a couple times, and then I, so this is one of the later times that I was there for something, I forget what. Anyway, and we're just chilling. And then fucking walks Jay-Z. Damn. That and was, fun. We hear that the door opened. We hear that. Yeah, it. Oh, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. We hear that Jay Z was like next door and I was like, Oh, that's cool, but he's probably not gonna come over here, like no big <laughs> deal. And then Pepe, my security guard, walks over. And he goes like this. And he shows the Rockefeller diamond. <laughs> like uh-huh. real chill. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I stood up and I just like walked over and I was That's like, oh, so what's funny. up, brother? How you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I wasn't as nervous for that because I didn't really know it was It was, suddenly. Yeah. It was like a yeah. sudden yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But with Eminem, it was like weird. It was, probably, it was one of the ner- most Huge nervous. Huge up. But the crazy shit is, is I was so nervous when I met M, But by the time I left, it felt like a friend. That's, now, that was so cool. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't weird. Uh huh. Yeah, man.
0: Jerry Seinfeld is and and Larry David are yeah, like our, just what I was our idols. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty so tell, I, uh Tell I just me, tell did that? Was, was Jerry's Jerry's like a billionaire? Was his house fucking out of this
1: world? It was insane. Or was it modest? But I only saw like two stories of it. So he's, did it smell like? I'm pretty sure he's got like a five story. <laughs> yeah, he's got his yeah, own building. It, there, it's insane. It's wild. It man. was cool, man. I mean. Not to like give the details of his house away, so he doesn't get. What's the either. address? <laughs> um, It was. uh no, Jerry's got it on lockdown. What's the... No what address. is? What's his Simpsons address? <laughs> Six something. Something he had a Evergreen terrace? <laughs> terrace. No, I was just gonna be bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was super cool though. It was really sweet. It was really nice. Mm. Um, It was cool. His wife loves to cook.
0: Yeah, I see on it. I follow her on Instagram.
1: Instagram? Yeah, yeah. she's mm-hmm. like the sweet. Su- she's she like so cool. Yeah, she's yeah, a sweet she's gnarly.
0: Girl. You got to be a special character, I feel like, to marry Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, he was cool. Yeah.
0: I got some fan questions. All right, and there there's some really good ones here. So let did me... you know I was biracial? <laughs> that was there, there. There were a couple of those. I, I made the editorial decision not to ask that. <laughs> Thank you. So this one comes from yourselves, and he asks. Hi, Bobby and Ethan. I went to Gaithersburg High School. Did I say that right? Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg High School a few years ago, and I'm a huge fan of both of you. My question is to both of you. How does the balance between luck and hard work factor into your success? How does luck play into having a hit song or a viral video? You're both very successful in the ways that some people claim requires luck. It's my belief that no matter how hard you work, at least some luck is required because there are so many people that will work very hard and still not make it. I actually, I've... I've thought about this, and the truth is that there's always luck and success, but l- luck is the outcome of, like, resilience and ded- dedication and hard work. The luck that I consider in my life was being born in America, Man. you know? my The luck that I consider in my life is the happenstance of meeting Ela, of which all good things came in my life. At like, the
1: Holocaust Museum.
0: At the... Ho- exactly. <laughs> nice. true, <laughs> <Nice>. true fan alert.
1: True fan. God bless, the Papa bless. <laughs> this is Ethan. <laughs> so, um...
0: But, like, if I didn't meet Ela, there's no way I don't think that in a parallel universe that I would be an entertainer, right? Because, well, you guys know the story. So, the luck in my life, I consider to be the things that were completely out of my control that I was just so fortunate to mm-hmm. have these opportunities to be born in America with opportunity to meet Elah you know, to go on this trip to Israel and all. There were so many opportunities for those p- that path to be diverged mm-hmm. in a different direction. Yeah. But I was so fortunate that by spite, that's just pure cosmic luck that the mm-hmm. path led to you and everything came from that. So, Oh my but, God. <laughs> but in, ter- the in terms of like... The hard work and the dedication and the being on a mission to succeed at what we're doing, that, I don't think was, I don't think about that as luck. Yeah. That was, we worked for years and years and years before anybody cared or watched our videos. Our sh- we made shit for a long time, but we just stayed focused because that's what we wanted to do.
1: That's how I feel it's, about music. You know. Like, oh, sorry to cut you off. Like that, that was it. That was my uh, point. No, no, it's, uh, I... You know how many songs I have? And there's, you know, there's fans who know that I have a, all these songs. Um, but the reason they never came out is because it's like there's no footage of Jordan in the gym missing. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, for me, yeah, you can call it luck. I more so see it as, like, energy. You know, mm. it's just weird. I mean, yeah, the energy, man. You know, it's just <laughs> like. But for for me, um, I worked every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. every single day on music and raps and rhymes and production. Like I made it my entire life. There was no (laughs) way that something was not going to come from it. Just there was Mm -hmm. nothing else. And I think that's, uh, you know, there's a, um, not to plug somebody else's book, but it's a book called Think and Grow Rich. And there's basically this, Mm -hmm. this quote unquote secret to success. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's a secret. I think it's very simple. It's very easy. And I've already said it. Persistence, determination, realism, and wanting success more than your next breath. Right.
0: And mm-hmm. I think the truth of the matter is that you cannot read a book and then be like, oh, it's it's." you have it. You yeah, have you that have drive. That.
1: Yeah, you know what you it is. You can't
0: teach it. You yeah. can't learn it. You you know, there's no book that's going to tell you. You just you have it and you're going to get it or you're not. Because this person's point is some people work really hard and they don't make it. And I mean, but it's like it's no, not. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe know.
2: That. That, yeah, I, I was going to say I have mm. a problem with that statement because if I need you... to see. Show If you me. work yeah. really, yeah. really hard, I something will come out of it.
1: But you also have to be good, because if you're right. working really hard, that means that, that
0: you're good. So is that, mm-hmm. I guess that's luck, you know? Yeah, I guess it's luck to be born with a certain mm. uh,
1: No, no, because no. I, I couldn't I sing. Know. I couldn't sing for shit. Now I can sing. I am not. I don't sound like fucking Sam Smith, but I can sing. Right. But I couldn't before. I couldn't play I, the piano. I, think I, I couldn't
0: a lot of, perform,
2: I played, and now yeah. I'm like in front of an audience.
0: Okay, what about someone like you know. Jimmy Lee, Elo? Who's Jimmy Lee? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Jimmy Lee is Wait, guy. is there
1: another pee break? Because I have to pee so bad.
0: Um, you can- you can run, go to the bathroom. Alright,
1: I'm sorry guys. I'm gonna- oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna go pee really quick. Yeah, it's all good. You guys talk about Jimmy it's Lee. <laughs>
1: I'll be quick. Yeah, that's a great
0: point, because it takes too long to describe <laughs> no, who I mean, Jimmy I mean, Lee is. Yeah, we got- So what do you think about Jimmy Lee's case? Because he works hard, he's dedicated, he emails me every day, his he's new videos- He's a
2: successful dentist.
0: That's true! You don't get.
2: You don't get to be everything. You don't get everything,
0: okay. You get something. <laughs> hey, Shreddy. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, you worked hard and hard and hard, and you didn't make it. Show me.
2: To people who don't know, Jimmy Lee is like he's a dentist, and then he decided to try to become a comedian.
0: When he, yeah, the when comedy like part 70. is a little. It's not questionable. He, yeah.
2: But he's a successful
0: dentist. Extremely he's successful. You few... wonderful dentist.
2: A few offices and multiple locations, doing really well. Hi, Bob's.
0: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I I consider luck to be the things that are completely out of your control. Everything else, the work, the learning, the dedication, the sacrifice, that's not luck, you know what I'm saying? You got to accept some credit. There's a certain level of humility where you're like, you want to be like, oh, yeah, no, I was I was lucky, you know. You you want to be humble, can, um, but sometimes you I've
2: always liked Jerry Seinfeld's take on it, and he doesn't like to think that anything is lucky.
0: Well, what's useful about that?
2: He's very—he's a super hardworking oh, yeah, it's comedian, meticulous. and he's very meticulous and tedious in his writing, and, like, he's—every word has to be the exact right word to mm. be funny. And he—when you ask him about that, I've seen him talk about it, he's not really like accepting that statement of, oh, I was lucky.
0: <clears throat> well, you're telling me there's comedians out there that were more dedicated than Jerry? I mean, Jerry is like a max dedication. Mm-hmm. His life, every breath he took, every moment, everything was. I agree was dedicated that he's also comments.
2: a genius. Yeah. But he, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, ha- I always had a problem with this uh, question because it's a it is a question
0: The problem is that it doesn't do anything. Did did you pee that people? fast, bro? Yeah. What nice. the fuck? You like teleported You're not
1: gonna believe it <laughs> what? I saw the fucking guy from the
0: video under there the was stall uh, <laughs> <in your dick. laughs> no, I'm just kidding <laughs> Did I you ran. film it?
1: Dude, that was the <laughs> fastest world record pee. Holy shit I didn't want to leave people hanging. I'm like but- legitimately out of breath yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that
0: um, I think in short The answer is That question doesn't help anyone It's like this question Do we have free will? It's like who cares? It doesn't do anything mm-hmm. You just fucking live Yeah, you life. just shit on this guy's question <laughs> you also, No I, I love the question I'm, I mean, I'm joking You know it's my problem?
2: For example your answer said You said that you're lucky to be born here Well I wasn't I was born in Israel Right I'm here now So I don't know I,
1: That was my just... luck though Hey can I ask you guys a really quick question? Yeah <laughs> Yeah what is your? I'm just curious because I see some people do and some people don't. Reason you don't wear, wear wedding bands? Oh, I just find it uncomfortable. Um, it's annoying. It's really
2: annoying. Um, I'm like OCD about it. I don't. I don't care about the the whole like symbolic aspect. Yeah. of it. I have my wedding ring. I, I'll wear it sometimes, but I. Just I have a different ring that I find more comfortable.
1: Is it just so you can get hit on when you go to the club? i just gonna say.
2: I don't even <laughs> go to clubs. She's in the <laughs> club. She's like, yeah. <laughs> say, nobody will
1: ever
0: mistake us for single because we're always together.
2: And we we don't go out really to clubs. Ever. I I was I'm wearing, not a club guy. Yeah. I was really excited <laughs> to wear
0: my wedding band when we got married, and I wore it for like three months. But I'm I'm really OCD. Yeah. yeah. And I was just fidgeting with it all the time. <laughs> it was just driving me crazy. Yeah, husband, it's all good. Yeah. So comments. Mm-hmm <laughs> Questions? I and mean.
2: questions? Yeah. yeah.
0: Next one. Thank you yourselves, even though we trashed you. Uh, Dougies asks, "Hey, Bobby, longtime Rat Pack member here. What is your favorite video game currently, or which one are you most hyped for in the future?"
1: Oh man, that's a good one. Um, can't wait for the Last of Us Two, so that's a big mm-hmm. one for me. Um, and my f- favorite video game currently, um, Shredder. Shredder's destroying <laughs> the office. He's in. He's in a revolt. Um, I don't know. I got really baked last night. I was playing, uh, Super Meat Boy. I'm just so into that. I just love it right now. Yeah, it's so fun. Maybe I should hit those devs and see if they'll make my game. (laughs) Dude. That'd be sick, right? You should hit those devs. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Yeah, I already have a title and everything, but I don't want to say it. Is it, uh, Bobby Boy? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That looks pretty good. That's what it would be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I've been playing, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Is it good? I never... It's It's the worst... Fucking game <laughs> But I still keep playing it So It doesn't make any sense The combat Is insanely stupid You're you're triggering the shit Out of Ian out here right The now dialogue Is the dumbest shit So what I do is I mute the game I skip every cutscene I've been listening to Howard Stern while I play nice. I mute it I skip every cutscene And um, It's tolerable that way Nice Yeah uh, so I ra- I rate it 5 out of 5 Okay Best game I've ever played Ian is like red in the face right now He's so mad. <laughs> Ian, it's you have to admit, Ian. Even if you love it and you cherish it, and you know it's part of your uh, childhood, and the sequel is so exciting, you have to admit on some level that it's awful.
1: I'm just gonna mute you like you mute the game.
0: (laughs) Damn, (laughs) you're being cheeky, but I want to be real. I mean, like you think that the voice acting and the dialogue is good?
1: I don't want to get into it. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) All right, next question from Peter Vanek. Um, oh, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's let's take it back. Danger Moose 125. Sinatra gang, you get a lot of flack in the industry from haters to even your own fans trying to tell you what to do. How do you stay true to yourself despite all the people actively trying to change
1: you? That's a, such a great question. Yeah. That's so gnarly. Um, <clears throat> man, how do I answer that? I I am the same person in my heart that I've always been. I've changed and matured and grown as just a human being and as an artist and all that. But like the values and what I represent and what I do are the same. When I record a turn up song, I do that because there are so many people who really enjoy Bobby Tarantino, mm-hmm. you know, that that like that lane of music. When I make boom bap hip hop, I do that for those people. You know, when I have this supermarket soundtrack. There's gonna be. It is not a hip hop album, like mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people could be like, "What the fuck is it?" Blah blah blah. But then I have another album. You know, it's just, there's all these these things that people can say and do say. But a true fan of somebody is gonna love and appreciate them right. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. And they could sit there and say to themselves like, "Oh, this song." Like a real fan, points out the things they like about something mm-hmm. before they then go. But, you know, I like the beat better on this song or I like I kind of like the, the more turn up stuff because it's fun with my friends when we're just hanging out and having a good time, you know, or whatever. So I just don't really think about it, whether it's fans or or haters or this or that, because like I always say, I make the music for the people who enjoy it, not yeah. the ones who don't. It's just the it's kind of just like the most honest thing ever. The gnarly shit is when you have people to be like, oh, he's changed or he's only doing this for this. Like like when 1-800 came out, the song. There was all these people like, oh, he's making songs just for the radio, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in the studio like, man, wouldn't a song about mm-hmm. fucking just offing yourself be, like, the best marketing ploy of all t-? Like, yeah. no way, dude. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'd, I'd traveled the world and had people say that my music saved their lives, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. So imagine if I actually took the time to just write a song from the perspective of somebody who's really going through it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I know what that's like. And I just did it, and I did it from a place in my heart of love and happiness, and, and hoping that it would just be there for anybody who might have needed it. The gnarly part is, and this is, like, not—this is just fact. There was a lot of celebrities, unfortunately, who took their lives in the span of it coming out. Mm-hmm. There was the whole uh, 13 reasons why thing mm-hmm. that was, like, you know, popping. And mm-hmm. there was just all these things. And, like, mental health, like, I used to get made fun of for talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, just even a few years ago, I was in— a pittsburgh and i was crying on stage because i was throwing up just before i hit the stage i was Mm. so like messed up Mm. and yet i'm being told like you know it just felt trapped like i had to do you know 50 shows in a row and i had to do this and xyz blah 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 and i was just honest with the crowd and i I broke down Mm. not because i was all like fucked up i broke down because i loved them so much and i was like i don't even want to be here right now but you make me want to continue, and I love you guys, oh, Shredder. Shreddy. He's feeling me. Come on. <laughs> um, and I love you guys, and, and, and you're why I do this, but even more important than you guys <laughs> is me and my, my mental and, and physical health and being happy with myself. So, you know, I've been there, and it wasn't a cool thing to do a song about suicide. That's not why I did it. That's not why I do anything that I do. You know what I mean? I don't do it just because it's cool. Like even in my turn up songs, like uh, yeah sure I'll be like yeah all these bitches want my dick and blah blah blah, but I'll be like but can't fuck with no hoes, need a good girl though. Like it's that's still who I am as a as a person. So when any, anybody ever tries to like tell me who I am or this or that, I just remember these are people who've never met me. Anybody yeah. who shakes my hand and I have a conversation with, they're like oh shit. Like I don't why, how do I introduce myself? Bobby, I'm Bobby. Hey, I'm Bobby. Like when we sit down, we do shit like this. Okay, yeah sure I'm Logic. Yeah. But when I introduce you know my, myself to your, your buddies helping make this show. Incredible, it's like I'm not like yo, I'm fucking like these people don't know who the fuck I am, Mm -hmm. so I just remember that. And I remember, like, that's okay, even the most diehard fan who like supports every little thing. Shredder, does he got a pee? You want to go out? Mm -hmm. Even the most diehard fan who supports like every little thing that I do, they still don't fully know me, you know. And and it sucks on both ends because it's like I wish I could know every single fan, Mm -hmm. but long story short, um, I do not let it affect me. It used to when somebody would be like, oh, why Why are you talking about Fortnite in a song? Like, why the fuck does it matter? Is that really what we're talking about here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about all these other lines or all this, right. this and that and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's the, the maturing process
0: of every artist involves confronting that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
0: challenge, people challenging who you are. And it's like, you think you know who you are. But all of a sudden, all these people that don't know you are challenging who they think you are. Yeah. And there's a really, there's a real, um crisis of identity that I think is only inevitable for most people to go through, yeah. where you really struggle with the concept of yourself and other people's concept of yourself. I know that's mm-hmm. what I've been dealing with.
1: But I, The biggest thing I've I, I talked to J. Cole about that mm. Mm. when I was in it. This was like a while ago. This is when I decided to give up social media for the most part. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, talking to him, and I was like, man, all these people... Are saying all these things about me, you know, whether it's like personal things or things I've gone through publicly with relationships or XYZ and all these people thinking they know why X happened or this or mm-hmm. why you suck or whatever. And he was like, why, why do you, why does it matter to you? And I was like, what do you mean? And he, he gave me this really sick tip. And basically you just kind of interview yourself. It's, it's like you interview yourself. So this is what I did. This is how he had me do it. And I still do it. And you go, okay. I'm really upset that people think X about me, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is. Why? Well, because I'm a good guy. Okay, cool. You're a good guy. You tell yourself you're a good guy. So why does it matter that they know you're a good guy? Well, because I want them to know I'm a good guy. I'm not this person that a, a TMZ tabloid mm-hmm. has made me be. Yeah, but why does it matter? And I'm like, because. Yeah, but why do you want them to like you? Well, I guess because I want to be accepted. Well, why do you want to be accepted? Um, because it's human to be accepted. Okay, yeah, no, for sure, it's human. You want to be accepted by your friends and people who love you and care about you, but you want to be accepted? Why do you want to be accepted by the people who blatantly don't like you? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Well, think about it. Well, I guess because if these people and these tastemakers and these blogs and these hip-hop, you know, whatever, (coughs) accept me, then it'll allow me to feel better about accepting myself. And then you just ask yourself these questions and get, get all the all way, the way down. down to it. And it's like, but I already accept myself.
0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> right.
1: So fuck you. <laughs> like, and right. then, but it's easier said than done, dude. Yeah. It, it really is, you know? Um, people hate J. Cole. I see a lot of shit that he yeah. gets, and it's like, Oh, what? I stole your bathroom key.
0: I saw, oh, thank you. Yeah. We lose those a lot. We <laughs> yeah, got I, a lot I don't get that. People, I saw a tweet. I thought it was so great. He's like, people who hate J. Cole are just weirdos. Because <laughs> there's like, because people are just contrarian. They'll hate anyone. and mm-hmm. And... It's just one of those situations where it's like, why do the fuck... Like, But
1: that's... It, it just, comes back to where we are right now. Like, there's a difference. Like, I've seen you guys rip people apart mm-hmm. for entertainment as a, jo- as a joke, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've also seen you do some very serious things, like, as far as just, like, where you may stand politically or whatever. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that, all that. But you know what I mean? Just, like, your take on, like, the world. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But there's a difference between, like, that and being an entertainer and being on camera and knowing exactly what you're doing and then just really trying to like hurt someone yeah. Yeah. and tear them yeah. down, tear them apart. Yeah. And and that's the thing is everybody wants to be famous. That's a real thing. I'm I'm so excited for you guys to hear this album I'm working on. Mm-hmm. It's so gnarly and it's about that. It's about fame and and social media and where we are as a society and clicks mm-hmm. and likes mm-hmm. and and not just from like the perspective of someone who's in the, in the limelight but somebody you know, a 13-year-old girl in eighth grade who's, like, right. looking at these, like, Instagram models and say- saying, oh, well, this has more likes than your, uh, you know, plain <clears> Jane <throat> next door, so I got to look like this or I have mm-hmm. to alter my body. It's another thing, like, even with, um, like, plastic surgery and shit, right? I'm like, hey, do whatever you want to do, you know? Like, do whatever whatever you want to do. To to be happy, that's fine. You know, if it, if a chick wants bigger boobs or, I don't know, if, a, you know, a lady's in her 60s and doesn't like her neck flap, like, okay. If that's something that's really bothering you for you personally, cool. Yeah. But what's really makes me sad is when both these men and women completely reconstruct their bodies not for them, but for how mm-hmm. they are perceived by others. Mm-hmm. And that's sick, man. That, yeah. that just—that's yeah. the shit that makes me sad. And so when people come to me and they're like—because they're like, oh— you know, they could say whatever to this this girl, like, you know, your face is this or your ass is that or blah, blah, blah. People say that to me about my music. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you rap like this here and you don't do this here and you don't do that. And that can make you want to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've had to realize, like, no, I'm not going to change because if I right. do all the if there's this people over here that are like, change all this about your album and then you'll be good. Mm-hmm. And then I change all that about my album and all those people go. Everyone's yeah, mad. Yeah, but then they'll be like. You know, you might have these people that are like, that's, pretty cool. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But then you have your entire fan base that <laughs> yeah. loves you that goes, "Why did you change?" Those yeah.
0: people will never be happy either.
1: Exactly. But and you'll never be happy if you want everyone. It's just, it's sick.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's sick. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, man. Yeah, man. Goddamn.
1: Anyway, but I will say, you can do whatever you want with your body. I don't give a shit. No, you but you're right.
0: It. You got it. It's hard to know the difference between if you're doing it for yourself or for other people. But um, yeah. mm-hmm. there's such a like. I mean, <laughs> you you look at to someone like. Um, Kim Kardashian who is kind of Ideal beauty these days or something But her her body is not realistically obtainable without plastic surgery She's got a mm-hmm. huge ass, she's got huge fake titties Her She's got plastic surgery all over the place It's fine for her, she makes it work That's, you know, she, she's got a thing But people look at that and they don't know that that's not natural And they compare it yeah. to their own body yeah. and They're like, mm-hmm. fuck, like why don't I, you know it's like, dude, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally—it's like when girls used to look through um, magazines at models, and they would say, oh, well, that's not realistic because it's Photoshopped. You've got that in real life now. you got real-life Photoshopped bodies walking around.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. It's this hard is, to know, man. This is a super extreme, what I'm about to say, uh, but— you know, you have indigenous peoples uh, all around the world who could do things like elongate their neck or, mm-hmm. you know, cut mm-hmm. into their body. And it's these things that seem, uh, you know, sexy or attractive or whatever. So they are altering, cutting their lips and their ears and mm-hmm. all like the gnarliest shit. Um, now, you know, Beverly Hills 90210, like doctor, like there's a big difference. But it's funny how in a way it's like that, you know, that's... Uh, Our Our society's way of (laughs) making ourselves more uh, sexy or appealing. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. (laughs) It
0: is strange. But it's also cultural. Like, there's times, period, like, now we're very much about the ass. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. (laughs) 10, 20, 15 years ago, the ass wasn't really, it wasn't like that. No. And I feel like in in 10 years.
2: Different fashions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it was weird because, like, in 90s movies, like, you ever see white women be like, is my ass fat? Mm-hmm. And then like right. like all the white dudes are He's, like, right. she's got a fat ass. Yeah, but the brothers were like, damn, she got a fat ass. Like, you know, it's all about what, what, I guess mm. what you know what's popping. Black culture is
0: is influencing culture again. Indeed, damn. with the booty. That's that ass influence.
1: <laughs> now make that ass or shake that ass, girl. You know that song? Yeah, that was in uh what what episode of Rick and Morty? I love. Oh yeah, it. it's yeah. so funny. Where Rick's just partying. <laughs> it's like, yeah. now Shake that <laughs> ass, bitch, and let me see what you got. It's so. Funny. <laughs>
0: I always thought it was strange how girls were worried about their ass looking big,
1: though. I I mean, hey, man, I think women are beautiful. Seriously. Like all colors, shapes, and sizes. (laughs) They're fine. A woman, a woman, a woman, a woman, woman, to me, what's attractive is a woman who takes care of herself. That's Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. That's the big, that is the biggest thing. It's like, if if she just takes care, it's not like you have to be this like insane athletic or X Y Z. It's just like yo, eat moderately, okay, and just exercise. Right. You care we about were yourself. talking about
0: that recently. That's so much about what being attractive we is. Did it in last week. Yeah, yeah. just taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You could be the most beat up, looking fucked up genetically, but if you look at and take care of yourself, somebody's gonna want to fuck you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's true <laughs>
0: for sure, dude. Definitely. More than you know. At any rate, from uh. So did Shredder get the bitches? See, Dude, what I, shred- see what no, I did there? He
1: doesn't. See what I
0: did there? Um He is <laughs> he is always snubbed. He fucks everything
1: that moves, but I think the girl the do- girl dogs don't like the little the little, little guy. Dog? You just gotta bring him over to, to my crib so he can hang out with Stoney. Yeah. <laughs> you know why my dog's name is Stoney? Because every time I smoke weed I say, I'm about to get stony. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I named her Stony. And
0: does she always come running in when you call her name. Yeah. Stoner Baloner, mm-hmm. I'm getting stony. Stoner. <laughs> This question comes from Peter Vaynick, giant Logic fan, and when I was at his show last year in CT, there was a fight in the crowd, and he stopped the entire show mid-song to make sure everyone was safe, and had the girl getting attacked come backstage. I was just wondering, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you at a show?
1: Um, there's a couple things that have happened. I mean, one time this, like, really burly motherfucker jumped <clears throat> on stage and was, wow. like, coming at me. Wow. He was just really drunk and excited, yeah, but, like, he literally... Bro, off? you don't understand. Yeah, so Jordan and Pet, my security guards, were... I think it was in Canada, and, like, I wasn't looking. Mm. And that's another thing. When I perform, I'm never immersed in the music. Mm. And it's kind of sad, actually. Like, I'm always looking at people. Like, if somebody looks really suspicious, mm. I'll go and I'll tell somebody, like, yo, this guy with the trench coat? Like, what the fuck? Like, and I'll, yeah, like, legit. Like yeah. And so... But that's just my upbringing, right? Like, I could never Mm -hmm. feel like I could just relax. And I understand that it's not not only am I a target, but so are my fans. And I want everybody Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable. We're Mm -hmm. in a a gnarly time. Um, I mean, it's always (laughs) been crazy, really. But anyway, so this dude, like, totally comes at me. And I think he was just trying to give me, like, a bear hug. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. But I didn't see him. And I was turned this way. And I was just chilling, like, doing my little raps, whatever. And I see Pep. And he comes and his eyes are wide and he's mm. like, move. And I just like <laughs> jump up on this like contrapment on stage. And the guy just misses me and they wow. just choke him the mm. fuck Holy out. Smoke. And do that. Yeah, that was one. Um one of the one of the big ones that comes to mind is I was on uh I was on tour like twenty thirteen. And this kid jumped off the second balcony and landed on stage. What? Whoa. And I think he might have broke his leg. Holy shit. And he just gets up and just like falls in- into like a s- s- cr- surfing the crowd. And oh my he's never God. seen it. God. That was crazy. Um, I've had people throw shit on stage, but I don't fuck with that. Oh yeah, you get kicked out real quick. I'll stop the whole. You see closer. him? Is yeah. It easy, is, is it easy to tell who threw it? A lot of the, a lot of the times you you can see the direction it people, came from. People are mm-hmm.
0: people like it was this guy. Do they call him Sometimes out?
1: Sometimes they don't because they don't want to feel like a snitch. Yeah. But I'm just like, but it's like, dude. Yeah, an idiot who's willing to if throw something on stage. Show. Like, no, it's not. A yeah, It's yeah. not. It's not happening. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, I've yeah. seen. I've seen people get punched. Um, yeah, I've seen like, I've seen really. But the, you know who those people are? They aren't really fans. Mm. Those are those are like the plus one. Mm. when the super Logic fan was like, damn, uh, yo, do you want to come to like see Logic? And they're like, I guess. <laughs> and then they come and they get shit-faced and they like grope someone and then mm. they get fucked up. Mm. Yeah, but I don't play that. Oh, one time I was in Canada and this girl, she was like half drunk and she walks up and she just starts flicking me off as she's walking to her what? seat. Like she's just like, fuck <laughs> Why are you, you here? Fuck you. So I stopped the whole, I stopped the whole show and I'm like, why are you flicking me off? What the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, oh shit. And she like starts hiding behind somebody. I was like, no, you're just gonna, you're really just gonna flip me off like that? Like, are you fucking serious? And she's like, yeah, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And um, I just let her stay. Yeah. Cause she was just funny. Like she was just like, a no-, no, she like intently meant it. And she just obviously wasn't a fan of mine. Right. But I was like, "What was? were you was, headlining? Was that yeah. just you? It's like, what? what are you doing here? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Another, <laughs> another time, uh, I think it was actually at the same show. He, this is what's really gnarly. When, like, acts of God stop you from doing something and people get mad at you. So, like, it was raining mm-hmm. in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Like, insane. There's lightning. And I'm like, I'm ready to go on and do the show. But the cops are like, no, you are legally not allowed right. to do this. And then I was on Twitter like, damn, you know, this sucks. Like, And I'm seeing uh, comments. And one of them's like... Oh, Shredder. One of them's like, Logic, you're such a fucking piece of shit. You're really gonna... I've been waiting out here for you. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. Like, and they really meant it. And then, like, I went back and I've seen, like, tweets where they're like, I love you, man, and you're Mm -hmm. great. And they're just so torn. And I went out on stage and I was like, because I looked for him and I sent people into the crowd to look for this kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I was going to be like, fuck you and kick him out. Like, why would you say that? Like straight up. And, uh, and so I started the show and I'm doing that and I'm all like, yeah, peace, love and positivity. Except that one kid who was like, fuck you and fuck your mom and blah, blah, blah. And all this other shit. And I was like, you're an asshole. Yeah. And that, that was it. Yeah. But I it's probably just, love that. Yeah, probably. That's the thing. You give them attention, they yeah. love it. I just, I'm just not a big fan of bullying, man. Like yeah. it's like I don't like people who are just mean and nasty and negative towards one another. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's kind. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I won't take it for myself, and I won't take it for uh, anybody else that <laughs> I see being, uh, being taken advantage of or, or treated harshly. Yeah,
0: a lot of people that do it just think they're being unnoticed and can get away with it. So when you yeah. put the spotlight on me, like, hey,
1: dude. Explain what you're doing. What's really funny is, like, I I can't explain exactly, I'm trying to think of a time, but shit like that has actually happened to me before, where somebody's been, like, so vile, disgusting, and nasty, and I'll, I'll like, retweet them and, like, call them out and be Mm -hmm. like, like, but I'm not even like, you fucking cunt, like, I'm not, like, saying the gnarliest shit, I'm just like, like, I'll just retweet them. (laughs) And then like thousands of people just destroy them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I get called an asshole right. because all these people. Are, and I'm like, you know what, dude, you're on. T- here, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I want. These are things you
0: learn. That and that then I just don't do that me. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I want to end on this note. <laughs> I got a an email from my quote biggest hater, and it was titled "Your Biggest Hater." And I was like, oh wow, this sounds phenomenal. I'm gonna read this email. So here's the email. Here, let me put a. <laughs> The guy's got a My Little Pony icon, too, of all things. Sick. Hi, Ethan Cunt. I'm a T-Series <laughs> subscriber. I've watched your video on T-Series with Do you have any guess how much you made me angry? I'll make a missile and send it to your house and blow it up. May you and your wife die. I'd be better... It'd be better if you give me your address. I will bring a gun with me and shoot you and your wife. I am your biggest hater. I'd be ready to go to jail.
1: No, to go jail.
0: I would be ready to <laughs> go jail. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but I would really feel good that I wiped out a racist from this planet. May your pregnant dog and the puppy inside of it die. Regards. X X. Yeah. Bye. X-X. Love you. Kisses. Loves and kisses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: D. I love that he's like, um, you're a racist, and I'm gonna kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's no. That's great. Yeah. So that's I, right.
0: I res- first, so I. I tweeted no way. this out. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this is the best, one of the best Yeah, that's ever, a lot of man. likes, bro. Thank you, man. He's yeah, snapping. you know, we're out there. <laughs> um, so, I, so he, uh, he saw that I tweeted it, and he was like, um, he's like, dude, I can't, why did you tweet that? You got to uh, take it down. He's like, please don't report it to the police. I don't know why I didn't take that part. I just took this part here. And I was like, hey, I hope you've learned your lesson that you should not send emails like that. That post will stay up, and hopefully the FBI does not send that report to India, because the police will investigate. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'm just a kid in India. I didn't mean anything. Oh, wow. And then he responds... But why did you report it to the police? You made a video disgracing Indians and Indian culture. Received so much hate. That's why I sent the email. But nobody actually talked about it. It was nothing more than a joke. I don't even have a passport, and guns are banned in India. And also, there's no <laughs> chance I can make a missile. I haven't even seen a gun. And it- oh my God, I'm showing his email address. Oh shit. Oh, shit. oh I fucked up. You fucked up. Uh, yeah. 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 We
1: everybody, sh- everybody, just be fucking nice and like don't say anything. Oh just, no. Please yeah. don't. It was an accident. Oh, shit. These things Dan, happen. Can you
0: do anything about it? Figure it out. Uh, it's it's out there in the okay, world. Okay, everyone oh, that was well, a We, we didn't show. We, Ian cut to it for a microsecond, which unfortunately. Oh, now they know. I mean, that's all there. it really took. So
1: yeah. it's all good. Just look, people, just fucking be nice.
0: Anyway, it's a, he's a sweet kid from India that I was just messing with. But he goes to continue.
1: No, he's not that fucking sweet. <laughs> well, he's a little fuck, but you know, he he's says he's he he not a sweet <laughs> person. Right. No, right. you know what? You know what happened is he got dogged publicly. And was like, it came back with his tail. Yo, he threatened to murder your I wife know. and child. This is not
2: a
3: sweet kid.
2: <laughs> He's
0: know. a little fucked. This is fucked up.
1: My
2: goes, mom actually saw this because he hasn't posted it on Instagram, too. And she was like, what is going on? <laughs> she actually no, got I, worried. I, I
0: was blown away by it. He says... He goes, uh, I don't know how to make a missile. There's no chance I could even go to the United States, even when I travel alone in my own city. Even I never travel alone in my own city. What will happen after the police investigate? Will they come here? Please tell me that nothing's going to happen to me.
1: (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, I don't know. But, but I, I don't here's know. The, here's the crazy thing this is every day for us. Yeah. <laughs> every day somebody's threatening to kill you or murder you or that you're terrible, yeah. that you suck. And motherfuckers wonder why we're humans and our feelings get hurt. Get hurt. They
0: yeah. think that because we are successful <laughs> yeah. or famous or whatever, that, that shit shouldn't affect us. But again, we are biologically human. Yeah. That shit, we are not immune.
2: It's, it's, not, it's not fun to know that someone out there doesn't like you. It's First of not, all, that it's yeah. just not a nice thing yeah. to yeah. even oh you know and for you...
0: no for you being yourself yeah it's like you don't so... me why do you dislike me yeah you know there's a Seinfeld episode about that when the when George when Jerry's girlfriend dislikes George i crazy <laughs> and he falls in love with her yeah damn that was just good like episode. that I want to fuck this kid but you know but you know one.
1: you know that Seinfeld would not hold up today you're aware. Does it hold up Eat my dick (laughs) Fine brothers Yeah Well on
0: that note Oh let's Let's play off with that Is that it? Yeah I think we're good That's it? I mean we've been going For two hours What's up? Two hours in Are you serious? Yes What's the longest (laughs) podcast You've ever done? Well, Uh, that's not fair. We did an eight-hour charity stream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was fucking brutal. But on
2: a normal one, I guess like three hours probably. Yeah,
0: I think we did like three and a half. Those are too long, though, to be honest with you. (laughs) Damn, really? Those are too long. Because I'm having fun. Those were alcohol. It gets brutal. Yeah, it gets brutal. No. The music's already playing.
1: All right, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) H3H3 Podcast.
0: I want to say, guys... Make sure Can't to
2: check
1: out... It? Oh, yeah, let's stop
2: the No, that's <laughs> not it. Destroy the <laughs> what? The child.
0: Destroy
1: that's the, child. the No, that's the, uh, that's the Indian kids destroy theme song. The <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I want to say... Destroy, destroy the child. <laughs> I want to say to everybody, um, check out Supermarket. Yeah, Coming please. out yeah, in no? March. Thank you can you. pre-order it now on Amazon. It's there. It's available to be... Purchase. I can't
2: wait to hear and the I'm... new album that you're talking about. No,
1: I'll play it for you guys. You just come to the crib. I'll play it for you ooh. in my studio. And ooh, do that again. <laughs> ooh,
3: sick.
1: Oh, okay. You're gonna fucking break your finger off. No, no. Oh, you... Okay. All right. You're freaking <laughs> like me out. The ninja master that can punch. Um, the person. audiobook, which is not available Sorry. for purchase yet, but it will be, is completely read by myself. That's amazing.
0: Have that you have so you cool. been working on that for a while?
1: Yeah, I got to finish. I got like another three hours to go. Wow. But it's really cool. I do That's voices. That's a lot of
0: reading. I eh? do voices and shit. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm gonna listen. Like Is it called- gonna be on Audible? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be everywhere. I'm gonna have like fucking- I have so many credits in Audible. Oh, you do
1: there, brother. I'm gonna buy
0: it seven <laughs> times. Really? I have seven credits. I'll give it all to you. All right. Thank you. Please. I
2: love the book cover, <laughs> by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. The art. I had to fight for that. Well, I didn't have to <laughs> fight for it. But my publisher. It's, it's great. What did they want My publisher just was like, they do wanted they wanted head? Sam Spratt, the guy sure. who does all my albums, to do it. Uh, let, let me open the the covers. Um, um, which I get, but I don't really give a shit that I'm saying this. They wanted to change it. And I was like, fuck no. The <laughs> fact that it is so simple and so yeah. easy, it's not a flashy thing. I just want you to um, just enjoy it. That
0: is perfect. You really, for,
1: I mean. It doesn't really get better than this. There it is. It's going to be a different size, though. I found out that it's it's just going to be a little bigger, which isn't a big deal. I'm going to do a, a later edition that's exactly like this, but I wouldn't have been a I wouldn't have been eligible for a New York Times bestseller. Really? If what? Yeah, if and it's looking size? Yeah, so what? it's it's looking what? like I'm already going to be a, old a bestseller world, out the gate. Which I'm really excited. <laughs> Based New York on Times. Pre-sales. Yeah, but wow. they were like, it has to be eight inches by this because of the mm. literary world. And I was mm. like, this is so stupid. I That's almost so didn't funny. do it. I was like, almost did, like, fuck that. It's like, do people
0: buy it? Do people read it? Yeah. They're like, yeah, but. But I mean, matter. I get
1: it. I mean, there is a, it's just a way that they've done it's things. It's not a book unless it's, it's, it's eight, eight inches. Size. Nice.
0: Well, they got you. At least it wasn't too late. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, that's
1: true. And I yeah, so it's cool.
0: So I'm I'm excited, guys. Supermarket on Amazon. Go frickin' listen. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the new album. I'm excited Thank you. for everything you're working on. And um, I very much appreciate. you can hit it. Hit it. Welcome to Papa's house. Okay. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. I'm so excited that you came here. What's Thank- the sponsor? The sponsors today
1: were Policy Genius, <laughs> Quip, you. Honey,
0: and Stitch Fix. Thank you for supporting us. Of
1: course, and mm. it'd be really cool if uh, Nike could give me my own shoe. Nike, can oh, we please get please. a hold of Bobby? I, want my own I know shoe. what I want to call it. Nike, let's what I want to call it the. Uh... Actually, I can't tell you. Okay, it's don't gotta say be, it's it. Probably the, be honest, the
0: Nike, the Bobby a, Swish, the Bobby Swish, the Bobby
1: Swish. <laughs> you want to hear my. <laughs> Yeah, you know what to do. <laughs> I wanna join you on a on a uh this is a nightmare. On a YouTube what have you done? video, one time oh, The sounds are awful Wait, you're
2: missing something really important. Well,
0: I just want people to be able join to hear you. What? I want to join you. Well, hold on. Let's let's get out of this fever dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to okay. join you on yeah. a
0: YouTube video yes. one time I would love to do let's that. I think it would be That would be really no. great, but we got to go, we got to like sh- like shit on some super PC shit. So, what I'd love to do <laughs> is um I there's a format that I would absolutely love to do with you. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. going to find the perfect video know. and I'm going to be like
1: this is it. Can you do it in Whiteface?
0: <laughs> That'd be <amazing>. okay. <laughs> All
2: right, we gotta find something. I can I can come back. It's been a back. while yeah. since yeah. we did. I, I know. know.
1: I'm such a fan <laughs> of you guys. You guys I are great people. Thank
2: cool. no, you. No,
0: no, seriously, I'm a fan of you, you guys. Too. guys are you're a sweetheart. You're. I try. You're. You're a. I'm a
1: sweetheart. You're ruining you my rap credit name. right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? H three called him a sweetheart. I think
2: being a sweetheart is cool now. Me
1: too. I I I said somebody was really sweet. I said a rapper was really sweet once, and they were like, "What the fuck, yo, dude." So and so is a sweet fucking asshole. I can sit here and talk with you. You could say you're sweet about like the hardest dude, though. It doesn't contradict it. Yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't contradict it. Um, I really want. I really want to do my own podcast. I've thought about it for a long time. Mm. You should. I think you're I'm just like a little that. nervous, though. I don't know Why? What, what the fuck am I going to talk about. It doesn't. I wish matter. I could be like you and say all the shit I really want to say. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, it gets me into trouble gonna...
0: yeah. It caused me a lot of grief <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we should end, right? Yeah, let's okay. end it Guys, thank you so much for watching Next week We'll be your first guest if you do yeah, that yeah. Right. I mean, you probably have people more interesting than us Hila I <laughs> probably guys. got more interesting first guests. Um, See you guys
1: later. He's next week, we have furry nobody cares about coming about Next week, <laughs> the
0: show is over forever. <laughs> nope. That's We've it. reached the pinnacle. This, this is all. Bobby Buck, and just Love you so guys. everyone
2: knows. Goodbye. All right, it's a you piece of art. Yeah. Wow. wow,
0: that was a nightmare of a <laughs> second. Yeah, you can cut us off, Dan. Thank you guys.